You're listening to another episode of Don't Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. All right, Total Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. I'm John. And I'm Scott. And this is episode 302, Scott. That's right, John. Episode 302 after a long layoff because of mishap with the time machine. Uh, that was all covered in episode 301, which was actually three different uh, shows in one. We had Bob and God open the show. Did you know anything about that? Did they talk to you about that? <laughs> no, I know. They just slapped that just on the beginning? It yeah. came in my ass. Wait, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Then we had the the start of the show in January 2015, and then we uh, ended the show in December 2015. And and, uh, yeah, because I was gone and I was in Happy Valley, California. Had sex before? Is who? Had sex before? I don't know. You? Me? Have you ever had sex before? Yeah, I have two kids, John. Million dollars. Evidence. That's nice, yeah. Evidence. Proof. Proof, proof, John. I've been arguing with a guy about evidence versus proof. Yeah? What do you say? What does he say? Well, we were arguing about God, and he was... Um, and what do you argue? Do you argue? Is it verbally? <laughs> do you argue no, it's it? on Facebook. It's it on was Facebook. Like, it's like, you know, there's somebody posts a, a meme or something, and then this guy got pissed off about it and made some... Uh, really right-wing Christian comments, and then we got into a theological debate. But I kept saying, um, I don't believe in fairy tales, you know? It's a fairy tale, it's a fairy tale. <laughs> He's getting pretty pissed at me. Um, but anyway, he kept saying, he actually brought up that point that you made Years ago. Years ago. That's how long we podcasted. More than 10 years, John. <laughs> that um, e- even if somebody were to show us proof, would we still believe it? You know, what would it take? Well, yeah, and uh, it would take, um, it would take, the, the what, what I remember is, uh, I remember when I was younger, I saw this movie. It was black and white, and God came on the radio, and he took over all the radios, but they the movie focused on this one family. And God said, hey, it's me, God, and I'm going to fuck everything up because you all are assholes. And um, then he did. He fucked everything up. Yeah. So if I, here's what I would need. I would need uh, some <laughs> a God to take over all the radios or some sort of communication and give us a prediction. Uh, tell us what he's going to do and then do it. And, and it would have to be like a miraculous thing, like something that falls outside of physics. Like right. pick up Mount Everest and turn it over and put it back in the ground. Right. You know? So right. if he made that prediction on radio and the next day he did it, you know, and he gave everybody warning, hey, get off the mountain. And then he picked it up and turned it over the next day. Uh, I'd, I'd be uh, pretty convinced. Pretty impressed. Yeah, right? I'd be pretty impressed. <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I would still be skceptical, you know, because uh, didn't we mention this? Uh, who's the magician who made uh, right, the Statue David of Copperfield disappear? Right. right. So I would want a team of scientists and geologists yeah. and those types of guys to go out and investigate and say, yes, Mount Everest was picked up out of the ground and turned <laughs> upside down. <laughs> then I would be pretty convinced. But yeah. uh, other than that, no. I mean, what? Yeah. 
Or, well, it, like, let's say a talking snake came and told me that God exists. <laughs> I'd be like, what? What did I I'd eat for like, dinner? What, what, what did is, I eat for dinner? <laughs> what is that shit Rick gave me? Was that, what is that? <laughs> right. So we got into that, and it was all about, um, you know, what... <laughs> He kept sending me links to science, uh, scientific evidence, and the Bible is evidence, and historians are evidence, and um, and I guess you could say, yeah, if you misinterpret scientific data, you could call it evidence, but it's you can't. The problem with it is, is it can't be God is is like the conclusion. And then they try to fit the facts around proving that conclusion instead of the reverse, which is, you know, let's find out what the facts are and then what conclusions can we draw from those facts. It's completely reversed, and he just wasn't getting it, so I just kept throwing out there, um, look, I don't have to prove there is not a God because if that's the case, then prove that I am not God because I think I am. And Phil and Rick would agree. Well, did you guys at least uh, um, come to a agreement about the definition of God? Well, that's the that's the biggest problem of all, right? All I wanted to first, I said, okay, I don't have a decoder ring. Apparently, you must have one to interpret the Bible the way you do. And you keep saying only true Christians can interpret it and understand it. So people that have studied it forever have no clue. And it's been revised like 2,000 times, and it's passed down from you know one, uh, one translation to the next, written in hand and on stone or whatever. Well, even before it was written down, it, yeah. it was 300 years after right, the fact. Right. Did you ever play the game Telephone, John? Yeah, Did you ever play right, that game? Right, exactly. You know what happens? Just one of 10 people. It's done. After 10 people, it's not even the same message. You're right. uh, After 10 people. (laughs) So I I said, you know, before we could even argue, all of you guys that are Christian have to agree as to what the definition of God is, Jesus is, and the Bible is. You You have to all agree equally. So you have to define your religion. You have to define what... It has to be defined, well-defined. Once the, everybody agrees on it, and I don't even have to agree on it. I just want you guys all to agree on it. You guys to agree on the one true God. What is this guy? You know, what is he? You always say he. Um, and they can't, you know. And I mean, even from a scientific point, now from maybe they can from a philosophical point of view, but from a scientific point of view, they can't even define what it is, energy. What it what, is. What it is. Is it energy? Is it a spirit? Is it what? What is it? How How can you measure it? And, uh, and then he would bounce around between it's his faith versus it's fact because there's evidence. And I go, you can't have it both ways. And then he would tell me I'm arguing, you know, circular references. I'm, uh, you know, I'm just, I was just getting so exhausted. It is exhausting. Why bother? Why waste your time? Well, it was fun to keep saying fairy tale and murderous God and shit like that. And then he'd get upset with me that I'm calling him names, and I never called him names. I just read a science story today, and I can't find it, but they said that um, 
anybody who has strong beliefs, anti-vaxxers, religious people, whoever they are, that have these strong beliefs that aren't based on evidence. Um, if you present facts to them, it doesn't matter. They, they come up with conspiracy theories uh, or all this other stuff to, to disregard it. Right. So they can maintain their belief. But right. if the belief is not important to them, like let's say last week they learned that um, homeopathic medicine can cure cancer. But it's, it, oh, I just read that story. But then you present the facts that, no, it can't, and here's all the facts. Oh, okay, yeah. Because it's not a strongly held right. belief. So they can, they can accept They it. can accept that. But if it's a strongly held belief, facts, nothing. Nothing, John. Nothing. <laughs> nothing can make them because they'll just dismiss it's, it. Is this huge conspiracy theory real? It's it is, just unbelievable. It? I mean, I and you know he's he's telling me I'm closed minded. <laughs> I'm just like holy shit, dude. And one of the examples like was um, <clears throat> I I pulled out a scripture reference where uh you know cursing the mother and the father put you know you got to put your kid to death for doing that and he would say well that was the times back then and it wasn't literal it, it was a punishment it's like if you break any law um you're breaking one of god's laws so it's just like right now if if i break a law and the law is you can't do that, then here's the punishment to fit the crime. And I'm like, that's a little extreme. Well, you, <laughs> you were get, really getting into the details. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just think the whole concept of uh, God uh, sending his son to uh, cleanse our sins. Yeah. And all our sins are based on, if you either have a, a religious framework or a framework based on evolution. And... All the sins in the Bible are um, mostly around reproductive, reproductive, reproduction. <laughs> Which, uh, if we if we didn't reproduce, we wouldn't be here, right? Right. There, there were at some point scientists think there were only eighteen thousand humans running around on the planet, and if we didn't hump uh, like there was no tomorrow, we wouldn't. You and I wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Yeah. Uh, and and that's the framework that we. Uh, base our knowledge or whatever off of our beliefs off of. Uh, but if you base it off this other thing, which is completely foreign to us, it's not foreign to us because we know, we know what it is, but we don't feel the same way. We, we don't have the same emotional um, commitment to this idea. Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, I don't even know what we are talking about. <laughs> well, <laughs> Because it is. It's like, yeah. why why waste your breath on it anymore? It's not going to... Right. Here's what we need to know. How... I think... Well, here's here, what I think. Here's what, I did actually learn something. I learned a couple of things. One is when I engage in these arguments, I kind of learn more about how bat-fucking-shit-insane these people are, and it's pretty scary. Um, two... I learned something about, uh, I threw up a Christopher Hitchens quote and he was like, Oh, Hitch, blah, blah, blah. You should check out the William Lane Craig debate against Christopher Hitchens. And this William Lane Craig dude is 
a pretty good debater when it comes to God. Did you check it out? Yeah, I did. I'll I check it out. I checked out a bunch of them. I checked out that one against Hitch and Sam Harris, and then he did one against a physicist. I'm trying to find the the guy, and then I f- found a bunch of YouTubes of, of guys who argued um, that his Kalam cosmological argument is, is bullshit, but... Um, and that's what he argues. I mean, they're saying even Hitch was like, he's a pretty, he's a badass because, um, Hitch and Harris are very philosophical. They don't get into the physics. They talk totally about the murderous God in the Bible. What kind of an asshole this guy is. Right. And William Lane Craig talks more about the physics and the science and and using this cosmological argument and the Kalam cosmological argument is um like a muslim guy wrote this came up with this uh to prove god exists and um yeah if 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 it's sound then atheism is false right so, so that's kind of how it works Okay. Um, but atheism isn't atheism isn't false because God is very improbable due to the argument from evil. So, you know, this is where they they clash. But when this physicist comes in and just fucking cleans his clock, well, what is it the is argument so awesome. from a physicist's perspective? Um, uh, because when uh, before you get started, here's what I know about God. God is outside. Of time and space. So if he's right. outside of time and space, then he's he's relieved of all physics laws that we know that control our section of the universe. So what is the argument? Um, well, the argument is uh, physicist debate. Physicist. Um, the argument was about like the first cause. Right. So actually, there's two uh, in Genesis. There's two Genesis stories. One is the Big Bang, and the other is the it was always here. Yeah, everything was always here. Sean, so, Doctor Sean Carroll is the the guy he debates. Sean Carroll. Yeah. I've read books on uh, time. Yeah, uh, by Sean Carroll. I like Sean Carroll. I've seen him. I think he uh, did a couple of TED talks. Too. Yeah, he's very well spoken, especially and. He like he totally makes him this guy look like a buffoon. <laughs> I mean, without like really making he says, "Well, that's false." Well, actually, it's not even false because it's wrong from the sta- totally. I mean, you you're not even explaining it right. You don't even understand the math behind it and how it works. And and uh, and then he like uh, I guess. I can't speak to it as well because I'm I'm not into physics like you are, but I uh, I urge everybody to check out the William Lane Craig debates on YouTube with Hitchens and Sam Harris, and then check out the one with Sean Carroll. Throw that shit up on the Facebook there, yeah. John, on the TTM page because it's uh, <laughs> it's pretty cool. What is um, his main argument? This guy from a physics evidence perspective that god exists what is his main thesis um let's see 
it's it's hard without really getting into it because it's so long. The the this uh, Kalam cosmological argument. Kalam, who's Kal- that? Kalam, K A L A M. Kalam, yeah. Is that an acronym or is it? Uh, no, it's named a, after somebody. It's a name of a dude. Some dude. Im Al Kalam. Im Al Kalam, which means. Oh, I thought it was a guy. It's not. It means uh, science of discourse from the Islamic scholastic theology, or that's what it's called. Kalam cosmological argument. I got to tell you, John, after a year layoff, yeah. uh, the production of this show yeah. coming through my headphones right. is fucking fantastic. Is it? <laughs> yeah. It took a while, man. I've been working on this for months. <laughs> you don't believe me, but you you saw the pictures. You've seen. You've been here. You've been jamming. I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't get shit to work. I couldn't get anything to work, man. All I heard was, and then this board was all, and I'm like, really? Do I have to spend $400 for another board? And I thought, well, maybe I could do it with just two mics. I have like a digital input. But what if we have a guest and then we got the audio coming in? We got your laptop. Can you handle that? What? A guest. Yeah. We can handle Skype, right? Yeah. All right. Hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to, should I text you something? Sure. You should have this in your history though. Do you have the same Skype number? Um... Let's call TP and check out our, uh, we'll test our Skype with TP. I haven't talked to him in a while. Do you have his number or you need me to send it? TP. We want to have TP contribute every week and do a TP's take. I would give him a question and he would just go off on an answer and let us know what TP's take was. I'm looking, man. Looking. I'm looking. Look. Oh, here it is. There you go. Give him a call. See what he's doing. You think he's working? Let's see. <laughs> I had the pleasure to take TP up to Eagle River uh, after I got back from Hill Valley, California. That was fun. It's out of sight. <laughs> he doesn't recognize the number. He might be working. He's a hard working man, John. Yeah. <clears throat> you have reached the Sprint voicemail box of Tony. Sorry about Tony. Hey, TP. Hey, What's up, man? Give TP. us a call back. What's the Skype line, John? And we don't need to get two two four two four four. Something like that. <laughs> oh, but it shows up on his phone, right? Yeah. Yeah, just dial the number that you missed the call on. So go to your phone, smartphone. Does he have a smartphone? No, I, I think he has know. a flip phone. He might have a flip phone. Yeah, so whatever the last number called you, call us back, dude. Yeah. Are you working? Call that shit, man. You at Home Depot? Are you out socializing? What are you doing? What are you, are you out doing? for dinner? We want to know. We want to know. We want to know. Give us a call. Right on. Later. All right. Who else can we call? <laughs> Is there anybody else? 
All right. The Kalam cosmological argument, um, the form of the argument, uh, Craig states the Kalam cosmological argument has a brief syllogism. (laughs) (laughs) Most commonly rendered as followed. One, everything that begins to exist has a cause. Two, the universe began to exist. Therefore, three, the universe has a cause. Yeah, and, and I can I can get into that philosophically, but when you define that cause as a God that um, created Adam and Eve and then had a talking snake and then sent his son down and then said, don't, uh, uh, my son <laughs> is here to cleanse your sins, yeah. which are evolutionary based on reproduction that's where it loses me this personal god that in in interjects in our life that's where i get lost well he goes on to say one the universe has a cause two if the universe has a cause then an uncaused personal creator or the universe exists who sands the universe is beginningless changeless immaterial, timeless, spaceless, and enormously powerful. Therefore, an uncaused personal creator of the universe exists who sands the universe is beginningless, changeless, immaterial, timeless, spaceless, and enormously powerful. And that is exactly how he sounds when he talks. But enormously powerful, what does that mean? Well, There's certainly a lot of energy in the universe. That's where um, Sean Carroll hits him up with the, okay, that's great. Now define God. Define the creator. Define the powerful, you know, define the power. Give me some definition behind, you know, we can't, and that's the problem. God's not easily defined. Religion's not easily defined. Jesus is not easily defined. So we we can't even begin to measure any of that. Right. And science, John, I don't know if you know this, it's based on measurement. Right. If you don't have measurement, you don't have science. How about that? Yeah. yeah. So he's kind of like, he's almost like a string theory guy when you when you think of it, but with a philosophical... Um, edge rather than a mathematical. Um, so anyway, I just urge everybody to check it out. And that's the one thing post I, it, man. I did I, you post it? Not yet, man. Come Hold on, on, dude. You don't post it until after the show. After the post show. Post it during. All right. They won't after get it. After the show. Um, but, uh, that's one of the things I learned from this dude. I never even knew this guy existed. Um, I didn't even know about Sean Carroll either. Um, so it was, it was pretty cool. Very interesting. It was a great smackdown, but this dude, this WLC, the great William L. Craig is, uh, he's hardcore. I'll check it out. I'll check it out, John. All right, moving on. So, uh, anyway, last last statements here, John. Last statements with uh, here. Here's a little piece of uh, Sean Carroll. He says, "My attitude toward the the above premises, which are one, if the universe had a beginning, it has a transcendent cause, and two, the universe had a beginning. He took one as a perfectly obvious and put his effort into establishing two 
partly he used the celebrated by theologians uh, Bord Guth uh, Vilenkin theorem, which says that a universe with an average expansion rate greater than zero must be geodesically. Geo, does that sound right? Geodesically incomplete (laughs) in the past. But he also used an argument I hadn't heard before from the second law of thermodynamics. Entropy in a closed system doesn't decrease. I think the argument was basically the second law implies that we approach equilibrium and in infinitely old universe, we should therefore have reached equilibrium long ago which we haven't, so the universe began at some infinite time in the past. Uh, uh, Sean Carroll's attitude toward the above two premises is that two is completely uncertain, while the obvious one, number one, is flat-out false, or not even false, as I put it, because the notion of a cause isn't part of an appropriate vocabulary to use for discussing fundamental physics. Rather, modern physical models take the form of unbreakable patterns, laws of nature that persist without any external causes. Yeah. Yeah. So check that out. It's pretty cool. Uh, I think think some of it was basically this dude, Craig, is taking some old theories and data and which have not even... And he's not using them right, and this guy just called him out on it. Sean Carroll. And uh, mostly Craig ignored this argument, which to me was the most important part of the debate. In the first rebuttal, he said that the Hartley uh, Hawking model was indeed lacking something, a reason why the universe exists at all. To me, this looks like confusing the cosmological argument with argument from contingency. So this is a lot of shit to take in. It is a lot of it's shit. It's a lot. Just just on this guy's post-debate reflections, it's like... And it's hard to huh. provide a narrative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what... Make it really simple, Ten right? minutes ago, I didn't know what the fuck <laughs> right, you were talking about. Right? And I'm even more lost now. <laughs> well, basically, he's saying there's a first cause. And the, and I think... And, and this is kind of quoting... Um, Revenge of the Nerds too. When they're stoned, they're smoking the weed on the desert, deserted island. Remember that scene? <laughs> the desert island. The desert, yeah, the not the desert. desert. What? The desert. <laughs> desert island. De- what's the difference? Deserted. Desert. Why? Deserted. Why? Deserted, dude. Is it a desert island or a deserted island? There are two different things, man. I don't know. It's it's one or the other. Nobody's on it but them, all right? Right on. <laughs> they're not on vacation. So they're smoking weed, and they're talking about infinite smallness versus infinite bigness. Yes. And uh, they're like, well, how can you do that? You know, Poindexter is just totally baffled. And he says, just take a line and extend it outward infinitely, and it gets smaller and smaller and smaller until it's nothing. And then, uh, yeah, I don't follow that at all. <laughs> I don't either, but it sounded cool. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, Ogre says, What if CAT really spelled dog? Whoa, whoa, right? Right on. Exactly. It does in some 
alternate universe Probably. based on the Copenhagen quantum mechanics interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> right on. <laughs> so let's go with that. Yes. All right, John. Moving on. Moving right so, along. Are you still in debates with this guy? Because I no, would recommend you just don't I, do it I'd anymore. Stop. But he's trying. He's shot at me twice trying to get me to. Yeah, and, and to because check out you his say blog. no, I'm not going to do this anymore. He's like, yeah, I won. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, God is on my side. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find his blog. He's got some sort of a blog. A blog. A blog. I'll send it to you. Just put it on the Facebook. Well, I'm trying to Facebook. find it. I, I haven't. Found Let our it yet. listeners. Uh, you know, I don't want him coming to my blog. house and shooting me. Why would he do that? Really? People are shooting people like crazy now. I don't know what's going on here, dude. What's going yeah, on, crazy. dude? Well, it's it's a, it's about guns, right? It, 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 uh, well, it's about two things. It's about mental illness and it's about guns, Yeah. right? So in Australia, Australia, that's down under, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they had this mass shooting and they said, all right, let's get rid of all the guns. They got rid of all the guns. They don't have any mass shootings anymore. Right. Uh, so it's about two things here, because you can't get rid of guns because of the NRA and the Second Amendment. Right? Yeah, right. Um, and then you combine guns with mental illness. So here's the, here's how we attack the problem, John. Mental illness. All right, so. It is Christmas time, Scott, so it I is, thought it, yes. that would be appropriate. But, hey, let's tell everybody... <laughs> This is not the Christmas no, episode. That is coming up next week. We're going to have God, Bob, right. Alfie, all the the <laughs> Christmas traditions we've put yeah. together for the last 10 years, John. Right. Back in studio. Where was I? You digress. I digress. Yeah, about guns. And- yeah, guns. It's a mental health issue, yeah. right? So, um, Well, that was one of our debates, too. Really? Yeah, he kept ignoring, like, the big fear was uh, bringing in the, these refugees and and that uh, they're going to cause terrorism and all this stuff. And and I said, look, and I had the same argument with Marty, um, similar argument. Um, I get it. It's kind of scary and stuff like that. But I'm more frightened of letting my daughter go to a movie um, or... Or volunteer at a Planned Parenthood. Fuck, I'd never let her go work there because they they pour gas under the door and light it on fire and they throw bricks through the window and they beat people up and they go in there and fucking shoot people. I mean, we have our own brand of terrorism here. I mean, you could take like 17 of... Not 17. I think it's like five of the most developed countries. And they equal the same amount of people that we have. You know, three, whatever it is, 300 million people. Mm -hmm. And and they have like 112 gun deaths. And we have 30,000. They only have 112 because they don't have any guns. I had a guy I was working with this past couple of weeks from Australia. And he said there was a mass shooting, and the government took all the guns away. And I said, unfortunately, that'll never happen here because the Second Amendment has to be ratified by 50 states. There's about 200,000 guns in the hands of maybe 10% of the population. 
which is crazy to me. And they're so easy to get. You could, I could go next door and, you know, to somebody that has one. And you're supposed to have a firearm owner identification card, but you don't have to if you if you're friends with somebody. Hey, I'll give you five hundred right. for that. Well, that's because uh, the Second Amendment, and because uh, we're culturally we're capitalists, we're product-based society. Product. Let's sell this shit. How do we sell it? Uh, so, access to guns. I don't know if we can combat that. Uh, but mental health, right? No, we can combat the access to guns. Mental health is one of them. Background checks, of course. Shit's going to slip through the cracks. But as one really responsible gun owner posted on Facebook was, um, he was in the military. He was a cop. He said, look, I was a Listen. cop. I was in in the military. I had to have my, reg- my certification redone every year, my training, safety, all that shit. And he says... It doesn't matter. Um, you can pick up a gun anywhere. That gun should have the same, at, le- at the m- minimum, the same uh, uh, requirements as a car does. Like, you have a title transfer and all that stuff. So if that car is, used, is stolen or used in a robbery or whatever it is, it can be traced back to the original owner. Same thing with a gun. Agreed. When you sell it to somebody, uh, you better make sure you have all the proper paperwork. They fill out the right forms. They get it sent into whoever, like the DMV, to get the title transferred over to that person. So that when you do sell it, you're selling it to somebody who has followed all these procedures, has gone through all the testing, has got their certifications to own a gun. And then when it's out of your hands, it's no longer your responsibility. Now, if you don't do that and you just hand it over to them, well, and they go and rob a store, well, guess what? It's coming down on your ass, too. Because you fucked up and handed this over to somebody that shouldn't have had one. Right on, John. So, yeah, it's not going to go away. That's We know that. But how do we deal with it? It's just like this global economy. It's not going to go away. How do we deal with it? We can't keep exporting jobs and paying people $8 an hour when it, they really need 12 or 15 because it, it, they're, the wages haven't expanded at the same level as inflation. Although Congress got their fucking raises. The president got his. They always do. Fuck them. All right, we're getting into... Um Oh, I had a gig. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's Christmas. It's the holidays, Scott. We got... uh, Yeah, we're supposed to bring the funny, right? We're bringing it down. It's all right. My apologies. We can edit shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. We can edit the first hour. (laughs) Yeah, we just chop it off. And then we move on to the Modern Elixir gig at Clemente's on right. Saturday, the twelfth. Was it God. the twelfth? Yeah, yeah. Written with you the finger. You shall know of that God. God is God, no doubt, and bow down no doubt. to His will, <laughs> no doubt, <laughs> no doubt. 
So, John, you had this gig at Modern Elixir. You debuted a couple of new songs. Yeah. As well. Yeah, some Bon Jovi. Right on. Some U2. Which U2? Uh, In the name of love. Right, right on. Yeah. We did a Bon Jovi too. Did you get a um, a mic? Huh? Back there behind the drums, you got a mic. Yeah. When you uh, so Clemente's uh, Rick, you and I have played there at Open Mic Night. Yeah. And it's really small, just the three of us. It's Mm -hmm. really small, but you had four people. Yeah. You fit four people up there. Yes. Yeah. You know how? How? One of the railings, you could take it down, and then you could add this little piece of stage. Mm. And here's the cool thing. Just like uh, excuses, we were able to set up at like 2 o'clock, go home, take a nap, and then walk in like stars. Because the last thing I wanted to do, and one of the reasons I didn't want to play there at first, until the guy's like, yeah, you could come in like noon or 2. And I'm like, what? Is yeah, that is cool. Dragging shit through people trying to eat their dinner. Right. Banging into them, and you could tell sound there's, check. There's not much room. Sound check, all that shit. We had plenty of space to set stuff up, and um, and it was great. We had a sound guy. Uh, we were supposed to get a bonus. They didn't tell me we had a seventy-five dollar tab until we were done. Uh, we were supposed to get a bonus, and the, the owner's like, "I don't know anything about that." So I talked to the dude that booked us, the guy that runs the open mic night. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, uh, oh, oh, he didn't give you? Oh. I go, he gave me a check for 250 He's like, oh, uh, and he goes in his pocket and pulls out 220s. Nice. That's he's the like, bonus? well, you know, for us, it's about the music, man. Not that. I go, not us. Pay up. <laughs> Fucking cash. Hand it over. So but, he gave me 40 cash. Well, you know, it's because some of the people in the band, they rely on that as income. I don't. Tommy doesn't. But you don't have to name names, dude. All right, huh? so uh, the cool thing about this place is you can set up at noon. <laughs> Why can't can I roll name in names? like rock stars? Just like at uh, excuses. I mean, some of our bandmates drive fucking 30, 40 minutes to band practice. Yeah, that they seems, burn up a lot of gas. So that seems unreasonable. <laughs> it does. You should Skype practices. <laughs> Have Skype practices. I, I don't know if it can work. It's <laughs> too much of a delay. You heard with the phone. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that is cool when you get to set up early. So the when we played at um, Excuses, mm-hmm. the guy let us show up early and set up. That was really fucking cool. Except he smoked. Yeah, the guy's a chain yeah. smoker. And uh, I'm not used to smoke in a bar. And your throat, it just yeah. gets so. Uh. We had to walk by them and the smoke. And oh, I'm that's like, oh, right. We ugh. played a gig. I forgot about that. Yeah. We played a gig. Right K- on. Like, right when I got back from Hill Valley, California, dude. Court, yeah. I had to go play a gig at Excuses. Yeah. yeah that so, was cool. That was cool. Oh, and you know. Uh, and they loved us, man. At uh, your gig, Modern Elixir, yeah. uh, Zach and Deirdre were there. I'm sorry, Deidre. Oh, dude! You shouldn't do that. <laughs> I shouldn't do that. She's gonna fucking kill you. Um, I'm telling her too. I want to see her drop they, you. When we played, they when came up and did um, what was the song? Um, they did uh, something, <laughs> and it was it was really great. Something. And I I don't think that I got a chance to see them after that. And then at your gig, I talked to them, but I forgot to mention yeah how. 
awesome I thought that was when they came up on stage when we played and did their thing. Did something. They did something. What yeah. song did yeah. they do? Come on, John. Um, Link? Link? No. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I'll tell you right now. Um, not Link. Not Link. Lit. Lit. Uh, my own worst enemy. Lit. Yeah, they came up and the, they did that song. Yeah, and then they did that song. And uh, but Modern Elixir, that was cool. I think um, I was at the Bulls game. So we showed up after you guys had started playing. And we were in the back of the room. Uh, but you guys were great. I thought uh, I hadn't seen you in a while. And you had some new songs. I thought uh, the band was uh, was hitting on all cylinders. And George Biggs was there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Biggs. Biggs. Yeah. And he's got a he he comes from a long way, doesn't he? It's a long drive for him. I don't know. It? Mr. Biggs. He brought the lovely. Brought the lovely? Yeah. Oh here, I have actually have audio of us <laughs> sorry. Of us playing with Deidre and Zach. At excuses or yeah. at um, at excuses at excuses really at excuses. Here we go. Hold on, I got some audio. I haven't heard this yet. This is exciting. about us, man? Yeah, for us. Cares? Yeah. Fuck those guys. <laughs> they suck. Go-go-go-go-go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Go-go-go. Hey, man. Yeah. I was hitting most of the notes. Most. That's Come on. what's important. Right. The effort. Hustle. You the had thought that hustle. Counts. Yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. Um... Yeah, we played long too, and and then they cut us off, and we're like, "Well, we still have more to play." 
No, no, no. That's good. That's good. You <laughs> That's can, good enough. You can, can now. leave now. Yeah. Here's your money. I had Tommy got really pissed off because he found out we got four bills for that gig. <laughs> really? Yeah. 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 Well, what are you going to do? Hey, man. I'm a good negotiator. That's right. What can I say? Plus, there's only three of us. I always, <laughs> I know, I always get a little extra. Yeah, so we... Uh, Not we, as good as uh, Dan, though. Dan, the guitarist from VVX. Right on. Yeah. That dude, he brings in the cash. Oh, no doubt. He's got... Well, he was doing the mailing list and everything, yeah. and then when social media hit, he was all prepared yeah, for he that. he was all over that. All prepared for that, yeah. He's like a junkie. Yeah. 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 Right and we jammed there. Remember that? Remember? I remember that. Yeah. You came over. So we went to an open guitar. mic night, yeah. and then Rick bailed, and I'm like, "Yeah, let's go over to dance at a in the basement a of studio. a daycare it's center." Daycare center, yeah. right? We walked through like a little playground. It's weird. Did, did was, you have to go to the bathroom there? I did, yeah. Hey, man, I got to go to the bathroom. Tell me where the bathroom the is. Oh, I got to hold that. your hand and take you because it's really hard to explain. <laughs> no, really, I'm <laughs> no, I'm, I'm an adult. I can figure it out. No, no, no. I, come on, hold my hand. <laughs> I'm going to take you to the bathroom. And he really did because after he, I got there, he left me. Yeah, and, and then I'm like, dark. I had to follow the sound to get back to where it's like a maze to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, but I love that place. That was so cool. Yeah, well, here's the thing. He, When we were looking for a place to practice um, before we rented, uh, that place we had as a studio and we were doing uh, the show from when we first started. Yeah. He said, hey, I, if you're looking for a place, um, <clears throat> it was like only a, like 100 bucks a month. Uh, hey, I got one right here. Uh, I'm like, okay, great. So I go over there. And he shows me, and it's, like, down this fucking hallway, and then, like, I had to climb over some boxes, and, oh, we're going to move that stuff, and then over a bicycle, and, like, there was, and then, like, a, a uh, like, a bed spring. <laughs> and that's <laughs> the same place? Out. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll show you next time. It's a fucking, it's, it's, it's a rape room or something. It's where they kidnap people and, and, and waterboard them or some shit. It, it was unbelievable how it was like winding through these doors. Because when you walk down there, did you notice? You, you probably didn't notice right away, but there's all kind of wooden like uh, wooden uh, doors everywhere. Not wooden. What do you call it? Uh, yeah, they're wooden. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> They're wood, but it's uh, a plywood. That's it, plywood with like padlocks on them. And he opens one up, and I walk in. I'm like, "This is gonna be great." It's right across from the stairs. He's like, "No, we got to go down this hall, and then this way, and then that way." And we're <laughs> Jesus Christ, we're going through all these hallways. We finally get to the room. It's like smaller. It's like is the size of my office, and I'm like, yeah, this isn't gonna At work the time? out. Yeah, because it's expanded since then. It's much bigger now. Right? Oh, oh no, no, this was the, the, that whole basement is divided into a bunch of rooms. Right. So the room that he has, it used to be an L-shaped room, and I used to practice in there with three, uh, two other bands. His band, Exide, 
this punk band called Out of Order, and then it was me, Marty, and Ripper as uh, Shattered Glass. So we had the front corner, um, Dan had the center corner, and then the far corner of the L was out of order. Now, where when you came in, um, that there's a whole wall and a whole room that was walls were taken down. So you know, there's like a big pillar right in the middle. Did you notice that? <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but it's a bigger room now. Whatever. It's it's twice. It was smaller now. It's, it's like bigger. almost three times the size of, yeah. of how it used it's to be. It's very fucking cool. There's amps. It's like surrounded by amps and speakers. Yeah. But that whole basement is, is fucking huge. I mean, it's all walled off and doored off now. But when it was wide open, it was just like four closets and two rooms. One room was the band room we practiced in, and then the room next to it was a guy rented it to to practice his drums in. And that was it. But now it's like all walled off and everything. Anyways, it was really scary. It was like, and I was thinking, okay, how are we going to take the speakers through here for gigs? Because I remember walking up and down those stairs carrying equipment. And I'm like, fuck that, you know, because we got subwoofers and all that shit. So we made a good choice to have the ground level place that we had, you know, when the cops came and the lights are on. You're wearing sunglasses and we're all wearing cowboy hats looking like the village people. (laughs) Right on. Oh, fuck. So anyway, yeah. So we had an opportunity to practice there, which I, I never took it, it took it you know him up on it. But the place that we had, I liked because we had a bathroom in there. It was our own place. We had a fridge. He doesn't even have a fridge, man. At his place, I didn't notice that. Yeah, and the bathroom is a a hike, and you get lost if you don't know where you're going. Well, um, at least you at least you could use it. Because when I practiced, practiced there, you had to go to uh, Taco Bell. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> and then how could you not pick up a, like a chicken burrito supreme on your way back? <laughs> right. Right. Right on. Yes. I used to practice there Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Wow. With Marty. Shattered Glass. I saw you guys. Dan and glass. I and That's TP right. came it's out to Sandwich, Sandwich Illinois. And the Sandwich. drive out there... You start to think about close encounters, like because it's so fucking remote. I'm gonna be abducted by aliens. You're gonna get probed, right? You're gonna get probed yeah. going to see shattered glass. So a lot of shit has happened over the last year. Yeah, well, at least for me, you've been in California. Yeah, I've been Hill, Hill Valley. Valley. It's only five minutes for me. It's Ten months for you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Which is. Uh, Interesting, you know, from my end. Yeah. Uh, we talked about that last show, but yeah, we'll get there, right? Well, I didn't know it was, it was you, the real you. We, I had the uh, the second Scott was with me in June when we played a gig at the carnival. <laughs> what? What do you <laughs> yeah. mean second Scott? Yeah, How is that possible? <laughs> it, was a, it was the other Scott. There's, he's still roaming around somewhere, the, so don't it, run into him. No. Yeah. It wasn't me. I have no memory of that. Why, why would you? Well, you're, I was in Hill Valley. My member is Hill Valley. 
So this was like false Scott? What is <laughs> yeah, this is the other a Scott. A non-real Scott? Yeah. <laughs> non-real Scott. Yes. Well, you must have changed something. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows, yeah. Uh, all right, John. Anything else uh, this week? Anything? Uh... No, but we got um, one of the most fucking hype movies ever coming up this this weekend star wars as a matter of fact um lynn told me uh she could hook us up with ticks thursday friday saturday or sunday over there by the navy pier Uh, with the imax yeah yeah that's what she was telling me on uh on uh saturday night when after we got done playing she didn't tell me that <laughs> you I did you ask? saturday no i did didn't you ask well <laughs> you gotta ask yeah, i you asked gotta ask. i asked yeah so uh star wars you know i i didn't see it in the theater when it came out i saw it on video later i liked the first one i liked the second one i really didn't like the third one at all and now we're talking four five and six right four five and six if yes. You, if you're in the Star Wars thing. And then the first, second, We're and third. talking seven. First, second, and third? I fucking hated those. Yeah. I didn't like them at all. Yeah. So I I barely like four. <laughs> I like five. You didn't like I four? I didn't like six. Oh, man. I love four. Uh, did you see it in the theater? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. A lot. So I saw it like years later on video. Well, for me, you know, and Rick Rick had the same experience when that big Imperial cruiser like comes over the top. So you got the ship that's being chased, Leia's ship, and this big Imperial cruiser comes over the top and you're sitting like in the third row. You're not, you're not thinking anything's going to be of this movie, and it opens up with the fucking coolest, just the coolest movie theater opening I've ever experienced as a kid. And uh, it, it's, it's an epic battle, and Darth Vader is instantly, he's on the screen in the, in, within the first five minutes of the film, he's choking people out. He's establishing himself as a fucking badass. And you got, uh, uh, you know, R2-D2 and C-3PO. C-3PO's a big pussy running around. (laughs) And he's arguing. And then you could tell Princess Leia she's going to be a badass character in the film. Uh, You know, I just loved it. I thought it was fucking phenomenal. And what's great is, like, when you go back and watch some of the uh, Star Wars extras and you see the characters cutting, like, after they do a scene and they cut and they're cracking up about the dialogue and, like, this is the stupidest movie ever. (laughs) People are going to make fun of us. We'll never work again. Um, and then they can't believe the fucking lines and how many people came to see that movie and word of mouth. And then when Empire Strikes Back came out, it and was, what a, it what was, a cultural phenomenon yeah. it was. I mean, it was, it's iconic. Huge. You know what really bugs me? I'm sorry, John. I and, interrupted you. And you're you. right. Um, 
Empire Strikes Back was a better movie, but when Star Wars came out, I was such a fan that I couldn't I couldn't wait to see um what's that movie? THX one one Yes. What is Who's it? in that? Robert Duvall? Yeah. It's George Lucas. Right? Yeah, it was George Lucas. It, it was like his college film, 1138. THX 1138. So, you know, Robert Duvall was in I thought, oh. And they showed, like, there's a the, the motorcycle cops coming after him with the, the chrome faces. And I thought, oh, this is going to be just like Star Wars. And I went and saw it, like, by myself at the Displains Theater. The DP Theater, yeah, the DP. right on. And um, it was nothing like that. No. But it was still very cool. It, it made me an even deeper science fiction fan. And you can see in movies to this day, they pay homage to George Lucas by using THX 1138. You'll see it like on a, a, a room number of a hotel room or there's a scene in... Um, in uh, Star Wars, where Luke says uh, "cell block th one one thx one one three eight, so it's it's everywhere. There's like little Easter eggs of of this to pay homage to the great George Lucas, who fucking ruined the films when he released them, uh, re- re- released them on video and and videotape, and then he did it. Uh, on digital and then Blu-ray and did more damage. Damage. Yeah. Well, J.J. Um, Abrams is behind number seven, right? Yeah. That's coming out. And I dug what he did with the Star Trek reboot. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to uh, great sound, great special yeah. effects, and a good story. Well, the rumor has it that the... Um, okay, so... In the New Hope, um, the very my consider the first Star Wars. Um, I like you say I don't consider the first three, but I, I like the idea of the storytelling. I just thought they were poor movies. They used too much CGI. Um, anyway, so Luke Skywalker and that the Jedi was really not even heard of there was kind of a mythology about the jedi and there was like two left plus darth vader and um and then it's return of the jedi at the very end where they have this epic battle but then there's nothing until now so the two characters in the film um the Empire is kind of no more, but there's a new order, so it's not like the, the Nazis that used to be. It's this new order of Nazis on a different planet, and Luke Skywalker and um, and uh, uh, the Jedi are like folklore. They're myth. There's nothing. It's just all, yeah, bullshit. Um, and Talking about the new movie. Yeah, the new movie. Because it all happens on a new planet, but the new planet looks exactly like Dantooine. Dantooine. Tantooine. Tatooine. Looks Tatoo- just like it. Why wouldn't it? Right? That's but their it's, culture. It's That's Jaka their... or something, I think it's Jaka. Whatever. Jaka fucking A. <laughs> Can't believe TP didn't call us back. 
So you're not seeing this movie you mentioned before the show uh, till Christmas Eve. Yeah. You know, I'm seeing it next Saturday. Next Saturday? Saturday? Is that the 20th? Next Saturday. <laughs> no. Saturday. Is that the 20th? No. Sunday's the 20th. I'm seeing it on Sunday. Sunday. Where are you seeing Sunday. it at? Sunday. At MovieCo. Oh, I'm seeing it at uh, the iPic, dude. Yeah. With the iPic? Fuck that. Yeah. Not the IMAX, the iPick. The iPick. Yeah, the iPick. Yeah. 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 I, 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 you know, I'm going to have to see it at the IMAX, though. Because this no movie's going to be fucking epic, man. What if it's not? What if it's like an Adam Sandler movie? <laughs> it's no way is it going to be like an Adam <laughs> Sandler movie. What if there's fart jokes and shit like that? That's fine. If yeah. they have... If if they have the special effects in the battle scenes like I've seen, holy fuck. You know me, I like the eye candy. Yeah, yeah, and the but sound. I'm, I'm pretty sure the story is going to be really cool. It better be. I mean, <laughs> if I see one more Subway, McDonald's, Burger King commercial featuring fucking Star Wars, come holy on. Holy crap. Have Jesus you been anywhere? Christ. Target or I mean, they anywhere. got like full size. It's a whole Star Wars section of shit. Yeah, you walk into Target and there's like toddler sized stormtroopers standing there. There's Star Wars Christmas lights. Yeah. You can get the <laughs> Stormhead, Stormtrooper heads. Yeah. Or the R2 D2 there. Yeah, we should play a kangaroo court gig with Stormtrooper helmets on. <laughs> That'd be cool. That would be cool. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I'm. You're really looking forward to this. Oh, I'm yeah. not. So, and we've talked about this before. Movies are all about expectations. You have higher expect. Uh, my assumption is you have higher expectations than I do. So my expectations are so goddamn low because I suffered through the one, two, and three <laughs> uh, with Jar Jar Binks and all that <laughs> Anakin. <laughs> that was the <laughs> worst actress actor. The little kid. Yeah. You. That's the best actor you could find. He was awful. And the lines, the dialogue was shit. Horrible. It was just horrible. Ruined it for me. My expectations are so low for this that I can only, the only uh, (laughs) probability is that I come out with a big smile on my face after I see this movie. I think Um, you won't be disappointed. But you, John, your expectations are so high. Oh, yeah. Will you be disappointed? That is the question. No. No, I won't. I won't. I won't allow it. <laughs> my cognitive dissonance. Your cocked. My cognitive dissonance. <laughs> That's right. All right, John. Well, that. Fred, uh, it stinks. Any more uh, Star Wars thoughts? Star no. Wars. The merchandising is out of control. You know, because it's owned by Disney. No. Disney. 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 Yeah. Um, all right, John, let's talk about movies. We're talking about movies. Let's talk about movies. Uh, I've been able to catch up on a lot of movies that I missed in 2015 because I was in Hill Valley, California. Uh, here's the movies that I have really enjoyed so far since I've been back, John. And I'm sure you've seen some of these. So maybe you can uh, chime in. Uh, Magic Mike Double <clears throat> XL. Did you see that, John? No. Did you see the first one? No. No. I thought the no. second one was just as good. I wouldn't see that. As the first one. Gibberish. What do you mean gibberish? I wouldn't see that crap. 
What do you mean? You're not a Channing Tatum no, fan? No, not like that. Why? What do you mean? Not like what? It's kind of gay. I don't gay? know. Gay? What? What's gay? <laughs> the movie. Male strippers? Yeah. Are gay? <laughs> yeah. No, they're not. Yes, they are. <laughs> no, they're not. Oh, my God. Female <laughs> impersonators typically are transgender or gay, but male strippers are not gay. Yeah, I think they are. Really? Well, at least my wife did when ah, she, she ran. So you have a personal story about this. Oh, yeah. And what is that? Like, I'm going through pictures, my my wife and my mom and everybody. I think it was my wife. Maybe it was some other girlfriend. I can't remember. No, maybe it was a girlfriend. I can't remember. Um, They all went to, like, to um, Sugar Shack. Yeah. And these guys, they took all their shit off. And, yeah, I think so. I can't remember where they went. But there's, like, I find this roll of pictures, you know. I start thumbing through them. Oh, yeah, male strippers. And they were, like, wearing towels. And one of them put one over, like, my mom's head. Yeah. And she snapped the shot of his junk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They let you take pictures. And I asked them, like, what the fuck is this? What is, what is this? Oh, uh, you weren't supposed to see those. Um... All right, so you, yeah. it's your defense mechanism. Um, you have no, to think on. they're gay no, because on. they're whipping their junk out in front That's of your mom. That's what she I said. I completely understand. She said that. I didn't say it. She said they were all clearly gay. <laughs> this is what she told me. Try to calm you down. Maybe. If I was your mom, I would say that. <laughs> clearly, John. Why they would were I, all clearly yeah, gay. Yeah, why would calm that make down. it better? Why would that make it better? <laughs> what do I care? Alright. <laughs> it's just like I'm thumbing through I'm like, oh yeah, that's what the fuck is this? I enjoyed Magic hey, Mike my, Double my, XL. My parents went to Mexico to a nudist colony, right? A nudist resort. And you've played. Modern Elixir has played at nudist colonies. Yes, yes. we have. But for my for us to go out to dinner and then my dad pull out a wad of pictures with him a wad standing there naked nice with his hands over his word junk. selection wad <laughs> wad has anybody ever said that in the history of the world a wad of pictures i just did shut up yeah, a wad. Well, of, I can of see why your mom was a little, you know. Oh, I didn't want John to see that. Let me try to calm him down. <laughs> they were all gay, by the way, John. No. All right. So, it, well, here's the thing about uh, uh, Magic Mike. These are Chanum Tating driven movies, and this guy is so fucking talented. He's a comedic actor. He can do drama, and he can dance the shit. Out of any song. I tell you that right now, John. And there's always some sort of message in there. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, it, uh, it's not like you're... Uh, what was the movie you got to start in? It was um, something where he was a criminal and he got involved in dancing and for some... They had to save some park or some shit like that. <laughs> oh, like uh, some breakdance movie? Yeah, some breakdance movie. Yeah. Uh, even that was good. Uh, but... Uh, this is on a much deeper level. It's dealing with adults who are strippers, and they get into, into the lifestyle of that and what that means and what it means for relationships. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. You should check it out. All get right, over I'll, your homophobia and I'll, check it out. I, right? I don't have any homophobia. All right. Here's the, the best movie of the year. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go right my... to the best movie of 2015 right now. 
So do you have science fiction phobia because you don't like Star Wars? I don't have I What's love your aliens. With Jar Jar Binks? I love Aliens. The second one with uh, Burke. Yeah. Burke was great. Uh, it's best, my opinion, John, best movie 2015 right now, Kingsman. Have you seen Kingsman? Yeah. Yeah. Great. That, I've seen it three times. That fight scene, I, it, it's going to be hard to top that fight scene yeah. in the church with oh, Leonard yeah. Skinner in the background. Yeah. That was just fabulous. Kingsman. So it's about this super secret, non-government, uh, kind of a James Bond thing, but it's non-government sponsored. Uh, really cool. And the Kingsman 2 is coming out in 2017, John. Yeah. 2017. Yeah. Uh, and then Spectre, right? You see that one? Yeah. The new James Bond? That was no, okay. No, no, I haven't seen that You haven't that seen yet. it yet? No. It was okay. It's not as good as uh, Skyfall, the last one. But uh, the dude from Guardians of the Galaxy is in it. Um, the wrestler? No. Is he a wrestler or is he MMA? I don't know. He's in it. He's one of the bad guys. Yeah. Yeah, he's super cool. There's a super cool fight scene. And uh, uh, spoilers. Um, James Bond's brother shows up. Yeah. So that's, oh. I don't know if it's his half-brother. Yeah. I can't remember. All right. Mission Impossible, <laughs> Rogue Nation, John. Did yeah, you see that one? Yeah. That's kick ass. That yeah, was good. Tom Cruise coming through again. Yeah. And um, who was the English chick who played uh, the other spy? She was great. Very good. Good story. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mad Max, you see that one? Yeah. Check that one out. That yes. was good. That was. I haven't. I saw that at the Ed theater. I haven't seen it since. the end of your seat. Edge of your seat the whole time. I'm sorry. Time. I saw that on DVD. Uh, I, I wish I saw it in the theater. Yeah, I saw it in the theater. Um, it was, I was sweating. Sweating? Yeah. Why? It just was action-packed from the fucking go. Right, from the go. Opening credits. Well, there was the one, there's like one slow part where. Was it Re- Rebecca Ferguson? Re- yeah, and uh, Rogue Nation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Rebecca Ferguson. Right on. Mad Max, though, uh, I, I dug how they had that one monster truck oh, with yeah. the guitar player <laughs> suspended from... With the bungee cords. With the bungee cords. And those cool the amps. The flames. And, yeah, and the flames. Because <laughs> if you're a badass, you need a good soundtrack to come with you. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other big movie, 2015, Jurassic World. Have you seen that one, John? Jurassic yes, World. Yes, I saw that. That was good. That was good. That um, What the hell is that guy's name? The guy from Parks and Recreation. Yeah. Chris? The guy, Chris, Pratt. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. He was good. Yeah, he's he's great in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's great in this movie. He's going to be in the next Jurassic one, and there's they got another Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy coming out. Guardians yeah, the Gal- guy's set. He's set. And they have a new uh, Independence Day coming out. Yeah, the first Independence Day, I, I really didn't... I mean, I went and saw it because, you know... I know, I was there with you. I had to listen to your fucking <laughs> moaning when they tried to inject the virus into the yeah. mainframe. Hey, because I'm in IT, dude! <laughs> You're I know like, about oh, that stuff. Oh. oh, look, right here. This would never happen. Because, <laughs> ugh, olive oil. Yeah, that's what I do. Like I talk Popeye. like Popeye when I talk During IT. During movies, right? yeah. yeah. During movies, you're all, all Popeye. Yeah, so if you want to go see that, I'll go see that with you. John. And I'll point I, out I, all I, the I, I, the bullshit. Who's no, in front of that? Wanna, Is J.J. Abrams wanna, in front of it? I don't want to ever see another movie with you again. 
You're so annoying. Your poor wife. Do you do that with no! your wife? No, just not. me. I just watch the movie. Yeah, you just sit yeah, there with right your on. hands folded in your lap. Like, yes. Good boy. But with me, it's like, <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't need to see that. It's like, shh, shut up. Or when we go see Chris Rock movies. Yeah. Those are my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's horrible. Oh. <laughs> All right, the other big movie, Jesus John, Christ. Avengers: Age of Ultron. Yeah, I dug that. I yeah, saw that on cool. the plane when I went to Europe, and uh, uh, James Spader does the voice of Ultron, and it's the same character he plays in Blacklist. Have you checked Blacklist yeah. out? Yeah, it's the same thing. Uh, that philosophical badass dude. Right. Uh, so that was cool. Uh, oh, here's the uh, so Kingsman number one. I don't know. Maybe uh, I'm getting to my last movie of 2015 that I just caught up on. And I think this might be the best movie of 2015. I don't know if you've seen this one, John. It's about Alan Turing. Have you seen it? Do you know what it's called? No. The Imitation Game. I haven't seen it. you got to check it out. It's fucking fabulous. Really? Well, it's about computers. You know, we just mentioned I'm an IT guy. So maybe that's why I thought it was really good. But uh, Benedict Cumberbatch plays Alan Turing. And uh, do you know about Alan Turing, John? Inventor of computers and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Artificial, uh, yeah. artificial intelligence. Right. Uh, well, he didn't invent that, but he, 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 well, I guess he did. You know, he, he came up with the idea. Right. Uh, but he was influential in World War II uh, in England. He helped crack the German Enigma machine that they used to send secret messages uh, to whoever. And he cracked that. It's a, just a fucking fabulous movie. It's uh, everything about it is great. The writing, the directing, the cinematography, the acting. Um, who's the? Um, there's a woman in it. She's from the UK. She's got horrible teeth. She's attractive, <laughs> but her teeth are really bad. What is Nora her name? Grossman? No, no, no. It's no. <laughs> um, a producer. Kira uh, Knightley. There you go. Kira Knightley's in it. And uh, what's really fascinating, when I saw that, after I left uh, the DVD, <laughs> I thought to myself, how accurate is this? It, did this really happen this way? Because if it did, uh, none of this would have happened without Kira Knightley, the character she played. Because Alan Turing was, was um, floundering because of his personality, and he couldn't be a, a member of the team, and he had to be the leader of the team, because he was brilliant, but he was kind of like a Sheldon. Yeah. From the Big Bang Theory, he he had he's it's like, all over the place. Yeah, he's all over the place. She came in and she she provided a, a grounding for this work to be done, the work that they had to do, and she uh, provided the social connection between the team and Alan Turing, uh, and she deserves a lot of the credit. Alan Turing gets all the credit, gets all the headlines, but if it wasn't for her, none of this shit would have happened. If the movie is accurate, which I haven't, yeah looked into yet but just a really great movie and the <laughs> shit really that he had to put up with you talk about tragedy and uh what he was able to accomplish and all the shit he had to deal with and then he eventually took his own life and it's it's um it's uh it's it's triumphant and it's tragic and yeah. it's it's really i recommend this movie to everybody because it's you learn something. It's historical, and apparently, it's you know, it's accurate. They downplayed his homosexuality, though. I guess there was some controversy in the movie. Yeah, 
Oh, I don't think so. There I th- was some criticism regarding the film's purported downplaying of Turing's homosexuality. Oh, I didn't, I didn't get that at all. Particularly because... condemning the portrayal of his relationship with close friend and one-time fiancé, Joan Clark. Well, when you say fiancé, they never got to, like, you never understood that he was a fiancé of somebody, from what I can remember. Yeah. But you, uh, in his early years, in his early school years, when he'd have flashbacks, he definitely fell in love with one of his schoolmates. And and his schoolmate was a male, uh, so I don't I don't think they downplayed that at <laughs> all. Yell all. And then at the at the end of the movie, uh, after he does all this great work, and uh, England the war's over, and then they crack down on him because of his homosexuality, and that's yeah. why he takes his life. So how they downplayed his homosexuality, I think, is an invalid criticism. Based on my view of the movie. How dare they? How dare they, John? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, highly recommend that movie. It's funny. It's tragic. It's triumphant. It's just fabulous, John. That is my number one movie of 2015. I will put Kingsman number two. Wow. How about that? What about Ex Machina? I haven't seen that yet. You know, you talked about it, and I see that it's on Amazon Prime. It's on Netflix, but I got to get. To, I have to get to these other ones because I've been gone for ten months, John. Then I'll get to that one. I, I actually a couple it, nights it's ago, a cool movie. Uh, my daughter and I, she's like, "Hey, we want to watch a movie," and I'm like, "Yeah, let's watch this one." And she rolls the eyes. Oh, uh, like, yeah, I'm going to bed. Watch whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Ex Machina, man. It's cool. I'll check that out. Sci-fi. It's sci-fi, yeah. It's uh it's about a dude. A dude. Young dude. Uh just one dude. Dom Hall Gleason. Not all the young dudes. Domin Hall. Yeah. Dom Domnall. That's a crazy name. He wins like a contest to go to um uh, Oscar Isaac's pad. Who's he? He's the he's like uh, a super cool he, dude. Yeah, he's this guy named. Um, he's like the CEO of a company called Blue Book, which is like Google, the world's most popular search engine. And this kid wins like a one week visit to this secluded home of this guy, the CEO named Nathan, who is played by um, Oscar Isaac, and. His job is to, like, review this humanoid robot named Ava, who's loaded up with artificial intelligence. And the CGI on her is so cool, man. I mean, it's so fucking... It's awesome. I mean, it's just... It's really cool. And the the way the movie is written and how like weird and spooky it is and you can kind of get the idea of somebody like a the the Oscar Isaac guy this just super intelligent dude how he's kind of (laughs) crazy he's he's in this this secluded environment and he needs to know for sure he has no way of really knowing if this AI um robot can be trusted and i mean how well does she learn blah 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 because only he's been interacting with this this thing chick so he brings his kid in and and he's got to evaluate her and it's just really cool they do um 
evaluator for what? They call it the Turing test. Yeah, Alan Turing, right yeah, on. He came up with enough. the test for artificial intelligence. Exactly. Uh, which they've done a lot of studies on, actually. So there you there you have it. You have the Turing. The, the connection. The, the movie. Yeah, I gotta take you, a piss, John. Can we take a break and you like and, pause? Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I really gotta Since go. Since when have we done this? I, well, I had a lot of Starbucks before I showed up, man. A Starbucks? When do you drink coffee? I have to stay hydrated. With coffee? No, no, no. Starbucks. I get Starbucks. the green uh, uh, yeah, iced tea. Go, go. Un- un- go take your whiz. Whatever they call it. <laughs> oh, All right, you gonna pause? God. I can't pause. All right, so when we come back, we're gonna talk about the worst movie. <laughs> Of 2015, right. hands down. And the year's not over, but I can guarantee this is the worst <laughs> movie of 2015. No. All right, here I go. All right. It's lovely music, John. Isn't it? <laughs> I'm back. All right, John. Are you ready for the worst movie yeah. of 2015? Yeah. You have Netflix. Yes. Yes. Have you had a chance to see The Ridiculous Six? <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't well, be goddamn ridiculous. Here's what I did over the weekend. I painted the office. So we have a brown office. I painted it white. So it took many, many coats of primer. And while I was painting the office, I dragged my laptop in there and I went to Netflix and I said, well, let me just put something on <laughs> so i have hulu who would ever watch that shit anyway? hold on i have oh, hulu. i have hulu hulu so i checked out uh i love modern family do you are you a fan of modern family uh no i think have you seen it no oh i think that show is just fucking phenomenal <laughs> but hulu only has certain uh number of episodes so i i ran out of um, that so I went to Netflix, and Netflix for the you know three or four days since this thing has come out, they've promoted the Ridiculous Six, and this is Adam Sandler, John Adam yeah. Sandler. Yeah. <laughs> so did he direct it? Who he wrote it? Who who knows? No. Directed he by Frank it. Karachi, but he wrote it. Oh, he produced it. He produced and it. He wrote it. Well, here's the deal. And he starred in it. Yeah. I ju- I, and so I'm looking for... Uh, yeah. I'm looking for criticisms to back up my opinion. So I went online. And the first story <laughs> that comes up, Netflix buries the Ridiculous Six after critics and viewers brand it unwatchable. <laughs> so I'm painting this room. And, I, and while I'm painting, I have this movie on, and I'm thinking to myself, I got a zero on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm thinking to myself, I'm having more fun. I have to watch this. Literally, John, I'm having more fun watching paint dry than I am watching this fucking train wreck of a movie. It's unbelievably bad. It is so bad, and it has. All these stars in it. Like, yeah. I like Luke Wilson. <clears throat> what are you doing in this movie? Um, Taylor Lautner uh, is in this movie. Um, he's the guy from uh, the vampire ones. Are they vampire yeah. ones? Yeah. Uh, he does something really different in this movie. So you got to give him a round of applause for that. But 
Holy shit. This is the worst pile of shit ever. Now, I haven't seen Jack and Jill. I haven't seen that movie yet. But I have seen John Travolta in... What is that? The yeah, Scientology Battlefield movie? Battlefield Earth. Earth. This is worse, worse than Battlefield Earth. It is so bad. And and they the cinematography is good. The editing is good. The CGI is for shit. <laughs> According, there's a controversy. The soundtrack is good. The Indian Country Today Media Network reported that approximately a dozen native actors and actresses, as well as the native culture advisor, left the set of After like the second day. They're like, yeah. (laughs) The ridiculous six in protest of his portrayal of the Apache culture. The New York Daily News later reported that the three, that there were only four who left out of a hundred. Navajo Nation tribal members, Lauren Anthony and film student Allison Young said they left because they felt the film portrayed Native Americans in a negative light and took satire too far. It's it's an insult to call it satire. I don't know what it is. It's not funny. It's not even well thought out. I mean, it's, you know, if you've read stories that, that Sandler, um, he takes movies just uh, if the destination is nice. Hey, we're filming this movie in, uh, who, who knows, Cancun. Yeah, I've never been to Cancun. Let's go yeah. film the movie. That's how he he determines what movies he does. And the same thing with the English actor uh, does the same thing. I can't remember his fucking name. He was he's Alfred in Batman. Um whatever his name is. But Sandler also says, you know, he's very loyal to his friends, yeah. whoever his friends are. So he gets all these people and yeah. and they don't have a script, they don't have anything, and they just start filming. And they they put this shit up there. And for some odd fucking reason, his movies make money. I have no fucking idea why they make money. So Netflix goes out and they give him $60 million a movie. So he's got $240 million yeah. to deliver four movies. <laughs> this is the first one he delivered. And Netflix is already, uh, like, it's it doesn't show up. It's not in trending. <laughs> it's not in new releases. If you want to see this pile of shit, you got to search for it. <laughs> Even Netflix is like, holy shit. Uh, yeah. who, who, we got to fire the motherfucker who drew up this contract. <laughs> I mean, well, I could have told them that. Why didn't they call us? We could have said, no, no, yeah. no. Don't give $240 million to Adam Sandler with complete creative control. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> I mean, come on. Who was the numbskull who did that? Because his movies make money, man. And that's what they thought. Yeah, but but there's this. Uh, so why do they make? So I'm thinking to myself, would my 11 year old son like this movie? But I can't even show it to him because there's such <laughs> there's such degrading uh, bullshit in this movie, and it and, and I don't know who thinks this funny. Obviously, Adam Sandler and Rob Schneider think it's funny, but I really want to talk to Luke Wilson. I've enjoyed Luke, Luke and Owen Wilson. I've enjoyed both of their careers. Uh, they started out with, uh, they made their own movie. They both wrote it and, and starred in it. He, he's been in and made 58 feature films. Who's that, Adam Sandler? Yeah. Uh, Since 1989. He's starred in, wrote, or... You just stop, because I don't want to hear how much money he's made. Because it's going to nauseate me. And then $240 million on top of that, Netflix just turns over to him. Yeah, make four movies. Do whatever you want. 
So that he delivers this thing, and it's supposed to, apparently it's based on the Magnificent Seven, <laughs> and it's the Ridiculous Six, and it is the you gotta see it. His net worth is three hundred million. <laughs> you gotta see it because it's the the awfulest movie. I can't even, I can't even describe. I'm speechless about how bad this movie is. <laughs> But here's the thing. His here's, house is worth $42.5 <laughs> Here's my philosophy. You have to see the shit <laughs> to appreciate <laughs> good. the good stuff. <laughs> and so you have to see. You have. I was painting a room. <laughs> so I wasn't paying it. Like I had to keep turning my laptop when I would go to different sections of the room. So I didn't catch all of it. But... Um, <laughs> MTV music, uh, Movie Awards, he was nominated for Best Comedic Performance in Billy Madison. <laughs> oh, that is, the, uh, that's another horrible movie. It's just horrible. And I'm thinking, okay, these are like, uh, the audience is 11 years old, and they're going to grow up one day. And then Adam Sandler's not going to be relevant. Uh, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. I, I would love to do a PhD paper on the the... Adam Sandler phenomena. Why? Why is this happening? The prices, bro. <laughs> how does how does he do the voices? I, no, don't even do the that. No. <laughs> he does that. Don't shit even out. do that. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Here's what I how the extent I go to to try to explain this is uh, uh, we talked about it earlier. The Copenhagen he won interpretation. Best comedic performance in the Water Boy. <sighs> By who? Nickelodeon? <laughs> By ten year olds? Who voted that? This is some high-quality H2O. <laughs> I think about the Copenhagen interpretation where every quantum event sparks a different universe, right? So all every possible combination of realities can happen uh, because there's that many universe. That's the Copenhagen interpretation of quantum mechanics. I think we're in the universe that got stuck with Adam Sandler being popular. That's the only explanation I have. <laughs> <laughs> so, here's some. Um, he was good in Punch Drunk Love, though. Yeah, but he had nothing to do with that other than acting in it. <laughs> At the time of this writing, which was just today, Ridiculous Six has disappeared from. Uh, several. He got Male Star of the Year award homepage. at the CinemaCon Awards <laughs> in 2014. You can't find it in trending now or recently added. Um, <laughs> the film has an average four star rating, four out of five. How is that what? fucking possible? They're joking. Uh, but at a glance at the multiple one star user reviews, points a different picture. So what is Netflix doing? They're 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 pumping up. Everybody gave it a one-star review, and at, at they the, gave it four. Because when I finished watching it, when I finished watching it, I went and I was like, "This is rated four stars." You know, the I put my one-star review. <laughs> one, I would give it zero, but you can't give it zero, so I gave it one star. The Teen Choice Awards. He uh, he got nominated for um, Choice Summer Movie Star Male for That's My Boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Isn't yeah. that angry? Teenagers. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. All right, here's here's a uh, still. The MVP here is undoubtedly, they're talking about the movie, is undoubtedly Ramon's Donkey. 
So um, <laughs> I just mentioned his name. Who is he? The Adam Sandler's buddy. Uh, Schneider. Schneider plays Ramon, a Mexican. Uh, and he has a donkey. So the star of the movie, the MVP of the movie is Ramon's donkey, who gives 110% when he's filleting Taylor Lautner on screen. Or standing perfectly still while Steve Buscemi rubs ointment inside the beast's rectum. Oh, my God. Which, incidentally, would make a far more appropriate destination for the Ridiculous Six than your Netflix queue. That's right. Your rectum. <laughs> Because this is a total pile of shit, <laughs> and it's it's baffling to me. And but I'm so intrigued by it. What, how, how does this even happen? How does this happen? Did they give him a shitload of money and they told him to go away, and he came back and nobody watched this thing, and they just put it up on Netflix? Yeah. Well, uh, there's there's uh, marketing. There's no such thing as bad publicity, right? So we're talking about this awful movie. And at the end of the day, we're talking about yeah. Netflix, right? You know what I like on next Netflix? I just started watching it. I think you mentioned it was Back in Time. Back in Time. What is that? Is that the It's the documentary, documentary about yeah. uh, about the uh, Back to the Future. Future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Back to the Future. That's a kick-ass movie, John. That's what got us in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember we were talking about that, and uh, but the the documentary that came out is really cool. They talk about um, that they actually went and did some science, and they pitched it. And nobody wanted it, and they sent them to Disney, and Disney said, "No, there's incest in the movie. We can't have that." <laughs> so send it back, and. And the only way Robert Zemeckis could make that movie was he made a movie before that without Steven... Because everyone he made with Steven Spielberg just bombed. And he was like, I can't do another one. This guy's a good friend. I can't do another one and bombed. And then he did Romancing the Stone by himself and it was a huge success. And he was able to get somebody to fund Back to the Future. And directors to this day say they want that kind of lightning in a bottle. What Kind of what you described in 301, Scott. Right on, John. Which was how the dialogue and everything just flowed and every, everything went from right, right one, one scene to the next. It all fit. And today, they said today you couldn't have a Doc Brown and a teenage kid from high school hanging around together they'd be like what is he a child molester <laughs> no, I think he could I think he could uh, but the other thing that's that I really enjoy about the movie is not only the economy of it um, but the the visuals and when they go back to the 50s you really get a sense that you're in the fucking 50s yeah. because they get everything right they get the details right and there's there's so much thought put into that Probably there's more thought put into one minute of Back to the Future than the entire Adam Sandler's fucking career, <laughs> which which I, I really struggle with. It aggravates me. <laughs> oh, and the other thing about that is, uh, who was the redhead actor that, that he, they almost finished the movie? And they're like, yeah, this is not funny. And they got rid of him. 
And they brought Eric in Michael Stoltz. J. Eric Stoltz. Yeah. And they brought in Michael J. Fox. Yeah. You didn't see Eric Stoltz in that documentary. I would love to talk to Eric Stoltz about that. He's in it. Does he talk? I don't remember he that. He doesn't talk, but they show a oh, couple they show of scenes. Him. Right, but they don't interview him, and they don't, they don't say, hey, <sighs> you know, how, this was, it's... it's. Um, There's a scene where he punches Biff in the uh, in Yeah, the so his hand is in it. And his hand is in yeah, it. Yeah, his hand is in it. Yeah. But uh, I can't imagine anybody other than Michael Fox. I mean, that was, that was a great decision. And what a tough decision to make. You, you've already filmed six weeks or whatever. You're almost done with the goddamn movie. And you're like, yeah, this isn't working. And you have to go tell this guy. Well, Michael J. Fox is just so good at, like, <clears throat> playing off of the Doc Brown manic character, you know? And <laughs> there's... The one scene where they're running back and forth on the street, and he's looking, and it's just, it's just fucking classic. The faces, they don't break the fourth wall, but they're looking in that direction. <laughs> it's just great. It's my, I think it's my favorite movie of all time. You know, and, and that changes every year. Yeah. You know, I think, oh, this might be my favorite, but I always, always go back go to back, back to right? the Future. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> I just cannot stop watching Die Hard. I had to watch it. It's a Christmas movie. The, the other day. I've watched it like, I think, two and a half times. I had to go somewhere, but I watched it two and a half times um, since September. Because it's just so good. That's another movie that, uh, for me, is just great. It is good, John. I mean, clearly there's some things wrong with it, but it's, it's just so good. Like the lines and the, the Keystone cops and it's just great. The hero, the heroism goes way over the top. The one liners come out to the coast, have a few laughs. <laughs> it's good. That's what made, uh, well, Bruce Willis was uh, kind of uh, becoming a star on Moonlighting. But wasn't that his first kind of major film? Yeah. Yeah. Made him a huge star after that. And he's had a nice career. And apparently, I think Frank Sinatra was supposed to play John McClane. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's based on the Roderick Thorpe 1979 novel Nothing Lasts Forever, the sequel to 1966 The Detective, which was adapted... Into a 1968 film of the same name that starred Frank Sinatra. Fox was contractually obligated to offer Sinatra the lead role in Die Hard, but he turned it down. The studio then pitched the film to Arnold Schwarzenegger as a sequel to his 85 action film Commando, uh, who turned it down, and as did a host of the era's action stars, and finally and reluctantly gave it to Willis. Reluctantly. (laughs) Reluctantly. That's the only guy I could think of that could have ever pulled off that that part. There's no Arnold Schwarzenegger, no way. Right. Getting back to Star Wars, and I hate to digress, but uh, (laughs) I did enjoy Han Solo. Uh, Oh, yeah. and And then later Harrison Ford in Raiders of the Lost Ark. I thought that was a great character. Yeah. Uh, I read a story today. Do you know who else who turned down Han Solo? 
because he didn't understand the script. Do you know who? Do you know who? No. no. Al Pacino. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine Al Pacino? Oh my God. Say hello to my little friend. Yeah. <laughs> fucking cockroaches. I think he. <laughs> I think he did that movie around the same time. Didn't Scarface come out in the eighties? Yeah, I got one. Yeah, don't get fucking cocky, kid. Yeah, and then Al Pacino went on to star in Jack and Jill with Adam Sandler. There you go. See, it's mm-hmm. all circular, John. And I haven't seen that yet. I'm I'm kind of afraid to see that. What movie? Jack and Jill. Oh. Have you seen it? No. I yeah, that's got to so. be really bad. I mean, it's so bad. <laughs> but I like Al Pacino. That's why I don't want to see it, because I like his body of work. And if I see that, then I, I might dismiss everything he's ever done. Like, I'll, I'll snicker at Godfather when I watch it. Because <laughs> he was in this fucking horrible Adam Sandler movie. Uh, this is definitely cheap. Cheap. <laughs> definitely cheap. <laughs> Deputy Chief of Police, Dwayne T. Robinson. Such a perfect name. You just I'm not the one who just got butt-fucked on national TV. Dwayne! That's a line. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good line. Yeah. Good line there, John. Oh, and I did. I sent you a movie clip because uh, I was flipping through the channels and... Um, I, I got that, and, yeah. Uh, uh, the, the, the divorce. Yeah, Total Recall was on. Consider the, the divorce. You would shoot me. I'm your wife. <laughs> Every time it's on, I, I try to find that part for you. Send it to you. Well, that's very nice, John. It's the thought. Did you get the come. picture I sent? I just sent you. Uh, you text. Let me check it out. Picture you just. I can't believe TP didn't call us back. Yeah, what is what is that, dude? <laughs> come on, man. Really? <laughs> I'm a big fan. Obviously, <laughs> there's some subtext there as well. So are you going to post that on Facebook? No. Come on, you Should have I? to. Yeah, because they're not going to know what we're laughing yeah, about. Right. John, put a picture together. I have very small breasts of Princess Leia. No, which is actually it's John. Not Princess Jaya. Jaya <laughs> uh, being uh, followed by stormtroopers yeah. in some sort of a forest. In some sort of a forest. <laughs> Is that a forest? Yeah. Then? It's not Tatooine. No. Ta- Tatooine? Tatooine. Tatooine. No, it's not. Yeah. Tatooine's Dude, like a you, desert. You got too much fucking time on your hands. Do I? All right. Come on. What is that? Come on. It was an app on my phone. <laughs> Shut up. It was an app that said, hey, here's a Star Wars picture. Put okay, your face in here's it. Here's what I do. I, I like, uh, I, you're watching movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm watching movies. You're watching movies. I'm watching um, YouTube pretty much. Yeah. I watch YouTube. Do you watch like Untested? No. You never what is watch that? it. Is that a show? What it is, is it called? Untested. The channel. It's not called Untested. What is it? Um, tested. You know what I saw today on Hulu? Um, it's Dick called Cabot. Tested. It's Tested. I think Tested. And what do they do? Um, he does like it's Adam Sh- Savage. He does these one day builds, and he's got this guy that does. Uh, this this little dude that that helps them with stuff and they build stuff or they or they deconstruct stuff like uh, they took that new droid toy 
that that came out that mimics the new droid that's out there on the new Star Wars film. And um, they take it apart to figure out what the mechanics are. Well, they did this one, and I'm getting around to the story about the Star Wars picture that I just sent you. Um, I just stumbled upon this video of something called Google Cardboard. Have you ever heard of it? No. Okay, Google Cardboard was this idea that they were passing around. Now, these guys go to all the geeky um, conferences for Google and Apple and all that stuff. And I guess Samsung, I don't know if you've seen the Samsung videos where they have these this virtual reality headset and you put your phone in it and you wear it on your head and you can watch 3D movies. Okay. Well, Google thought... That's kind of silly, because you could probably make that for, like, next to nothing. So they made one out of cardboard that they gave away at their at their symposium or their conference. And these guys got one of them, and I thought it was really cool. It was just this flat piece of cardboard with two lenses, and they assembled it, and they put their iPhone in it, and you can watch stuff in 3D and 360 virtual reality. So you put your phone in it. You can move around, spin around. You could play video games. Um, so I bought one. A piece of cardboard with two holes in it, it. Yeah. Okay. It's in my hands right now by Knox Labs. I'll show it to you. It's all like... How uh, much does a piece of cardboard with like two holes in it? It's like 15 bucks. 15 bucks. Yeah. Okay. You're paying for the R&D. Well, there's lenses. They're not just holes. There's ah, lenses. Lenses, okay. Uh, they're kind of like convex. And... Uh, I saw this the Star Wars app, so I downloaded it. It was free, and it works with Google Cardboard. So I got the Google Cardboard. I put it in there, and it's got some really cool like uh, scenes from the new movie. And you can spin around and listen to it with your headphones, and it's just it's really cool. Um, but there's a there's a selfie feature within the app. <laughs> And you basically line your face up into one of the characters, and you snap it, and there you have it. Well, that is a uh, nice lineup job. So that's how I got it. Right, so you, you're going to post that to Facebook? Yeah. So I'll, everybody knows what we're talking I'll about. I'll post the Google uh, Cardboard thing. As a matter of fact, I showed it to Deidre. I brought it to work, showed it to her. She bought a whole bunch for her kids um, for Christmas, so... Hopefully the kids don't listen to the show. Everybody spoiled it. Right? Yeah. Santa Claus. Spoil that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, to explain the selfie you took in the Star Wars with stormtroopers yeah. behind you as Princess Leia, you talked about the droid. Yeah. Uh, this thing called Tested. Yeah. Google Cardboard and Samsung. Yeah. Three sixty. Right on. Right. You're gonna have to post way more links. So to get to that, I, I it was part of a uh, part of this VR um, Google Cardboard thing. Uh, the app was Star Wars related, and it's compatible with Google Cardboard. Google Cardboard, yeah. Check that shit out. Yeah, yeah. Right on. Yeah, yeah, man. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, uh, here's another one. I'll send you another one. <laughs> you probably saw that. Didn't I send you guys one? 
Who? You when you say you guys. Uh like Nick and Steve or Steve. Babe. Mm, no. 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 Anyway, if you get a chance, check out Adam Savage's tested because uh or one day builds because he did like Captain Kirk's chair. It's I, I could not it's like a, it's like forty minutes long. I couldn't stop watching it. It was so cool. And they talk about Captain Kirk's chair. Yeah. Adam Savage is the these this ultimate he is the ultimate geek. I mean he's super smart. He worked for Lucasfilm. He was one of the model builders during for some of the original films. And um, he's just into like making replicas from movies uh, or buying them. You know, he'll he'll see a cool replica like a like a blaster and he's got to have the same one that was used in the movie. And they do all this research on how they, how, you know, how Han Solo got this blaster and why it's the way it is and why in movie posters it looks different from the one that's in the film. And they end up building it themselves. And, you know, it's, it's, they find out it was developed based on the Mauser, which is a German gun. I think it was a Mauser. And, they just added some parts to it while they were able to make their own. It's just really, for me, it's really cool. I get into that shit. So you'll be, will you be building a Captain Kirk chair in your house? <laughs> no, or? no, I get into watching somebody else do it. Ah. Did you see? It took me forever to fucking frame out my TV that you're looking at that's not even on right now. Yeah, there is a Bulls game, but I, I don't see uh, it. <laughs> I'll have to check Google when I leave to see if the Bulls won. But the thing is, is like... You did a really nice job. Th- That's because you. you have a um, attention to detail and you're... Would you consider yourself a perfectionist, John? I do. Uh, it drives me insane, though, because there's stuff that's wrong with it. And um, the problem is... Uh, for a guy like Adam, that's what he does for a living, so he can fuck around all the time, and now he's rich. So he doesn't have to go to work. He just goes into his garage and fucks around. And um, he's married, but he doesn't have any kids. Doesn't have that to deal with. I'm not saying it's like something to deal with, but it's the joy of children, John. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I share that sentiment. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, uh, fabulous. You start working on something, it's like, um. Are you done yet? Because we got it. We're going to dinner, right? What you know? And you almost don't want to start anything because you know you're going to get interrupted at some point. And sometimes these projects that you do, you have no idea how long they're going to take. If you've never done them before, I had no idea how long that would take me because I was just experimenting with it. I was looking at pictures on Pinterest and making cuts and. You know, learning how to do trim, and you got to kind of understand the geometry, and and you got to understand how when you cut one angle, you have to cut the other angle the opposite way to get it to fit together. You've you've cut trim before, right? That's right, John. I put baseboard around a <laughs> basement uh, room. Did you have fun with the corners? Uh, <laughs> corners. It took me a couple of cuts to yeah. uh, get that right. Yeah. Get some caulk. 
Yes, but they're just corners. I mean, the stuff that I'm looking at that you did is uh, seems much more intricate than what I was doing. I mean, corners in a room for baseboard is pretty basic. <laughs> and if you fuck up one cut, you just flip it around, you do it again, you're done. <laughs> but this stuff going on here, yeah, it's nice. Well, there's some really corners nice. and all but that. You, and then you got the lighting, you got the electricity, yeah. you got all that, and you got the... You got the fire, the fake fireplace. fireplace. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, what is fake? I mean, it, it is, is illusion of fire and it produces heat. heat right? Exactly. So, yeah. Some stone tile going around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. Thanks, man. So, yeah, that's what I was doing while you were away. It's fucking around with that forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And then once I finally, uh, you know, you got to commit. You got to commit to these things. Um, and my garage is still a mess. <laughs> I made a lot of firewood. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Like my kids are dead. What are you going to do with this? Well, we're actually going to burn it because <laughs> it's useless. It's only like a foot long. We can't use it for anything. Right. All right, John. Moving on. We talked about movies. Yeah. Right. We're both excited. Well, you're excited. More excited about Star Wars than I am. I'm more excited about Kingsman in 2017. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know how they're going to top the first one, though. I mean, you had the the great villain and Samuel L. Jackson with this great idea to to uh, get rid of uh, the virus that is mankind. You didn't, the planet see, you didn't can survive. see my other picture? I just saw uh, Did you send it? Yeah. Let me check my phone. Hold on. <laughs> ah, I got something. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> In both pictures, you're looking over your shoulder. Yeah, well, I'm a, a little concerned... nervous. I'm nervous. Yeah. Because uh, Darth Hello, Vader's I'm, behind you. I'm ready to take his ass out. <laughs> Are you Obi-Wan in the second one? Yeah, I'm yeah. Obi-John Kenobi. Obi-John Kenobi. Right <laughs> I already on. posted that one. Somebody, one of our listeners called me Obi-John Kenobi. There you go. John. Oh, that reminds me, John. Did we get any emails or oh, voicemails? Uh, we got some voicemails. Voicemails. Let's get to voicemails, and then we'll wrap up with... Uh, I have some science, but uh, we might not have time for that. But we do have uh, Pat Robertson. And I do have a clip of Donald Trump. Ah. I know he's been in politics lately, which is interesting. It's confusing to me. It's like Adam Sandler being on Netflix. I'm confused by... Donald Trump being the leading Republican candidate. Okay, this one, this calls from February 8th, 2014. Oh, this is while yeah. <laughs> you had come back from Hill Valley and yeah. I was still there. John, Scott, what's up? Skeptical Jack. Sorry, I haven't called in a while. I've been uh, sort of behind on your guys' show. Then I finally caught up, so I thought I'd drop you guys a line. I got uh, three points on it, right? First one's about the uh, the Conjuring movie, Ed and Lorraine Warren, um, Monster Quest, which is a podcast, um, did a really great episode on this. We heard this, and, dude. Uh, we did? One of the guys yeah, before I show, left, we heard this. Show, How was that possible? Nichols. You said it's from February? Yeah, February 8th, 2014. That's what it says. That can't be possible. Our last show was in uh, January. 301 was in January. <laughs> That must be wrong. I felt Because we you, played man. that. I swear right. we, we heard that. All right. Well, here's another one. 
This is from yesterday. Yesterday. John, Scott, Skeptical Zach. Welcome back, guys. Missed you. He's consistent. I was uh, listening to you guys in the shower this morning. So. Oh, I like to think about you guys in the shower. Anyway, look forward to the whole year uh, with you guys this year. But. What's, the, what's going on? <laughs> He's jerking off or something to us. What the fuck? I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Was that it? Uh, that was it. All right. Yeah. We look forward All to right. it as well. Skeptical Zach. Uh, Pat McGroin. I got uh, November 17th. Of 2015? 15, yeah. Ah, there we go. Wait, I got... November 4th, 2015. Let's see what that is. <laughs> hey, John. What do they do in the South on Halloween? Pumpkin. Get it? <laughs> Pumpkin. <laughs> hey, this is Pat McGroin. That was your joke, John. Sorry to step on it. But uh, since you missed Halloween, I thought I'd throw that in there. Just to remind you uh, that uh, it's time to get back on the air. And uh, no better time than with the. Hello. <laughs> Hello. 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 What happened? I wonder what's happening. I don't know. Skype. There we go. We got here's another one. The seventeenth. John Scott, Pat McGroin. What's the matter? Faggot school got the day off today. <laughs> He's laughing. So goddamn dumb. Come on, John Scott. Bring it back, my friend. Bring it back. Okay, here's one today. He called today. 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 From Pat McGroin. John Scott, Pat McGroin. What a surprise. They're back. Um, the funny thing was, I just, I needed a little John and Scott, a little PTN, and I went and downloaded an old episode, and I was just about ready to listen to it, and I very, I look at my iTunes, and there was a new episode. So uh, I don't know how to comment on this last episode. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to decline comment because I just... <laughs> I, you know, I don't, I don't understand what happened, Scott. You went to take a piss and John took off without you and you guys are, I, I don't know. Uh, glad you're back. Um, um, and looking forward to the holiday episode later. <laughs> I don't know how to, boy, geez. Well, he's looking forward to the holiday episode, John. That'll be next week. The holiday Episode, yes, where we talk about <laughs> all things Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. All right, so, uh, yeah, that's all we had. We No no emails. Nobody cares. There was a lot of posts on Facebook, though. A lot of posts. A lot of posts. A lot of, I think, 12 well, so consistent with our listener, yeah, we have twelve. Our listeners. demographic, twelve posts, right? Right on, John. All right, so you did movies, you yeah. Had 
You got some. What do you got going? What do you got? I got. Um, Is Phil coming? Yeah, Phil will be here. Uh, yeah. So what are we looking at there, John? What What do we have time for? <clears throat> Whatever you want. Whatever I want, really. We're on two hours. Really? Yes. We'll cut some of that it out. It is ten thirty. We? We'll cut some of that out. Ten forty. Uh, all right. Uh, so here is what I was surprised about I'll most. Cut some of it out after being back. You know how much away. work that is to cut something after out? being away for ten months. You just is, go home um, and go to sleep. Is um, Donald Trump is like the leading Republican candidate? Yeah. Donald Trump. Um, Good morning. So uh, the other thing that happened while I was away is John Stewart left the show he was on. What yeah. was the show? What was that Daily called? Daily Show. Daily Five show. million dollars. And some other dude showed up and he took over. And I haven't seen him uh, yet, except I saw him today when it's nice. I ran across this clip of Donald Trump um, with the Daily Show yeah. with the new guy. The new dude. The new dude. And his name is... What is the dude's name? I don't know. Uh, Life sucks. You know that? (laughs) Ladies, I like China. Am I supposed to dislike him? (laughs) (laughs) So here's from the new guy on The Daily Show, and he makes an observation about... Well, here's here's an observation that Penn Jillette made. Yes. He said... (laughs) Donald Trump's hair is like cotton candy made of piss. Okay. I thought that was brilliant. Next time you look at it, visualize cotton candy made of piss. piss. Yeah. It's perfect. Go ahead. All right. So here's what, uh, I wish I knew what this guy's name is. I'm on the page. Oh, Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah. I, I don't know anything about him. Yeah, he's him. like British or something. He's British? Would you like a starter? All right, here we go. Now, we were just talking about Donald Trump and how nothing he says or does seems to, over, seems to be over the line for his supporters. But there is one thing that I believe. South African. finally make even the most ardent Trump fans think twice about voting for him. It's the subject of our new segment. Don't forget, Donald Trump wants to bang his daughter. Oh, my God. Now, I know what you're thinking. (laughs) Hold on, Trevor. Donald Trump doesn't want to bang his daughter. He could have any woman in the world who needs a green card. (laughs) But I'm telling you, Donald Trump does want to bang his daughter, Ivanka Trump. But you don't have to take my word for it. Unlike most of the claims Trump makes, I can actually back this up. You know who's one of the great beauties of the world, according to everybody, and I helped create her? Who? Ivanka. My she daughter, is. Ivanka. Yeah. She's six feet tall. She's got the best body. Yeah, she's hot. <laughs> now, again, I know what you're thinking. Okay, Trevor, sure. Donald Trump complimented his daughter's body in a very disturbing way. But that doesn't mean he wants to have unnatural sexual intercourse with her. (laughs) May I then present to you Exhibit B, a 2006 appearance on The View. The discussion here is about whether Ivanka, who is next to him, would ever pose for Playboy. I don't think Ivanka would do that inside the magazine, although she does have a very nice figure. I've said that if Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Wait, what? Wow. 
Ivanka Trump must spend a lot of money on therapy sessions. <laughs> Here's my impression of her therapist. Hello, boat stop? Sex Your largest boat, please. <laughs> yeah, I can afford it. Congratulations. And by the way, this was not the only time that Trump publicly daydreamed about how much he'd enjoy sex with Ivanka, were it not for Shut the tragic up. fact that she is his daughter. Just a Shut couple up. of months ago, Rolling Stone quoted him as saying, she's really something. Who and cares? what a beauty. <laughs> what a beauty that one. If I weren't happily married and, you know, her father, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. I have never been so grateful for an ellipsis in my life. <laughs> I don't know. What shiny gold thing distracted Donald from finishing that sentence, but I'm glad it did. Why? And just for the record, <laughs> when you're ranking the reasons you wouldn't bang your own daughter... Sit down. The fact that you're her father should be at the very top of that list. <laughs> Not number two after I'm married. <laughs> top of the list. Actually, now that I think about it, you know what? There shouldn't even be a list. You shouldn't need a list. Nobody asked you to make a list. Why are you making a list? You're really a special guy. Yeah, so there you have it. He can back it up with evidence right. that Donald Trump wants to bang his daughter. Right. You know, you're really beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. You can do better than that. They do a website. It costs me $3. <laughs> they do a website. It costs me $3. Small potatoes. Who cares? Why? That's yeah, the so big leagues. That's, that'll be interesting to observe. The, uh, there's a big that's debate coming up. That's the big leagues. Isn't it? Uh, tomorrow, That's I think. the big leagues. The next big Republican no debate. Oh, the guy. Have you watched any of his debating? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I've I, watched it all. Uh, at least the W would try to debate. He, he just goes, he just, like, insults everybody. <laughs> they ask him a question, and he'll just shrug and make faces, and s- little spitballs will form in, in his corner of his mouth. And, uh, yeah, he doesn't say anything, really. Hmm, I like that. <laughs> well, the last story that I think I read, I'm actually a very nice person. The last story I read is um, he made fun of a disabled journalist. Yeah. And then when they brought it to his attention that, well, he's disabled, he said he demanded an apology from the journalist for putting him in that position. I like China. Am I supposed to dislike them? I was downtown over the weekend and I walked by and I saw the Trump Tower. China has our jobs. Did you? I did. I think I can't wait for the tea. I wanted to whip a snowball at the tea and make it go out. So it was the rump tower. Oh, the rump. The yeah. rump. The rump tower. Yeah. Well, I guess Starboard, Starboard, Starbucks. Uh, is pulling out of there. Out of Trump Tower? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. he made some comments about them. <laughs> about Starbucks? Yeah. Really? Yeah, he's he's unhinged. So it should be entertaining. Uh, what won't be entertaining is if um, he yeah, is the he, GOP candidate. Yeah, he questioned the, the fucking cups. <laughs> the, the cups without the... There's no... Uh, 
he criticized the minimalist Christmas cups. Minimalist? Yeah. Um, so instead of having snowflakes and Santa and candy canes on their cups, yeah. they did a red cup with a white cap and their green and white logo. That's yeah, it. That's it, yeah. And every some dude went mental um, about uh, the cups. And then he bitched about no more Merry Christmas at Starbucks. Told uh, Trump told a booing crowd in Illinois. And then he said, maybe we should boycott Starbucks. I don't know. Seriously, I don't care. That's the end of that lease, but who cares? <laughs> He's a dick. <laughs> who the fuck wants this guy even? I, I don't even get it. Like, some people are like, yeah, well, he's just saying what we're all thinking. Not me. Not, not one thought that he that he comes up with is in my mind. Well, maybe it is, but it's like opposite. The exact opposite. He's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Well, it should be fun, right? It'll be fun. Be funny. Ugh. So we got to, this This ought to be interesting. This is going to be a. Unless he becomes the president. And, then. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be real interesting. Well, you know who I really dig is this Bernie Sanders guy, right? Right, right. Uh, but thinking, let's get back to Trump as president. Now I'm thinking about the W. <laughs> if Trump was president, would it be more tragic than the W? It was. I think it would be more entertaining. But it would. Would it be more tragic? Would it be? Uh, I heard Iraq after all is said and done is going to cost us six trillion fucking dollars. Oh yeah. Um. And Iraq and and the W going into Iraq is the reason why we have ISIS in the first place. Right. Because, um, uh, you know, uh, Saddam was such an asshole that nobody wanted to mess with yeah, him. He, he kept, kept a, together. a secular government. And then when they, Paul Bremer fired basically all the all the Bath Party, they had jobs, right? They were in the army. They're skilled. They know how to kill people. They know how to use weapons. They're highly trained and... You know, they could have said, hey, look, we could lock you guys up uh, or we could give you jobs. You know, um, you're going to work for us now. We're going to pay you the same dough you got before. Uh, but now you're going to be uh, you're going to you're going to run Iraq the way it, sh- it should be democratic, you know, whatever, however they want to do it. But but what they didn't do is they they or what they did do was just fire all these guys. So they they ran for the hills. Um, they had no jobs. They couldn't feed their family. So they started up these, they started up ISIS basically. And, um, yeah, now we got this problem. Now they got this great recruiting tool. So every time somebody goes over there and blows up a family, you got a bunch of people going online and being recruited by ISIS and, you know, they're sentimental towards the cause because they're pissed and you got Donald Trump saying, yeah, well, let's not let any of the Muslims in, which is really stupid because what's the t- what's the religious test to to identify a Muslim? Because Muslim people, the religion is all over the place, just like Christianity. 
It's right. in Indonesia. Well, it's in Syria. It's in. It's not like you're banning a country of people from coming in. Well, here's the other problem with that is is that if you do get the government uh, to go ahead with that, okay, let's ban all Muslims. Then the next step is to ban all Christians, and the next step is well, to ban think, whoever I think you want you to ban. Ban the Christians first. <laughs> <laughs> well, so getting back to the question, so you got the W in his eight years. He yeah. had nine eleven on his watch. He had the uh, uh, invasion of Iraq and uh, Afghanistan and these extended fucking wars where we stopped using our own troops and we started using Halliburton and consultants so Dick Cheney could line his pockets. And then he had the banking fiasco. Oh, yeah. It, and those are just three off the top of my head. Yeah. I'm sure there were many, many other failures in the Bush W years. Can Trump? possibly do worse than that is it even possible to do worse than the w and i see these posts like on g plus where uh google plus you don't see it on facebook but on google plus you can find these real kind of psycho crazy right-wing whack jobs that um they post these propaganda uh website pages stories no other news media picks him up about obama that he's trying to steal your guns that he really is a muslim because you know how many muslims drink beer and eat bacon um and have a wife that walks around without wearing you know the hijab or whatever it's called well, i don't know if you know this john but uh he wasn't even born in the United States. Oh, yeah. That, so he's, that not, he's not even president. So. And that he's a liar and Hillary's a liar. And so then you, you so then I thought, well, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look and see how many lies they've told, you know, because these guys, maybe they're right. Maybe they're really fucking liars and they're all about Trump and everything. And I find like Politico and I find all these other websites and they list like, um, pants on fire, uh, you know, what kind of truths or half truths or pants on fire lies they're telling. And the ones at the top of the list are all the guys that they're going for. And the ones at the bottom of the list to tell the truth the most are all the ones that they're saying is this, they're lying about this. They're lying about that. They want to take all the guns and none of that shit is true. Right, it's it's not true based on the evidence, but again, yeah, you're but dealing how with people. Stupid, can you be? You're dealing with people. We talked about this at the beginning of the show. You're dealing with people that have these beliefs, and whatever you say, if you present evidence to to um, that go against their beliefs, they're just going to dismiss it as some sort of conspiracy or some sort of fabricated evidence uh, that can't be trusted because whatever, and they're still going to maintain their beliefs. So that's that's the issue we're ha- we're having. And, and it's really uh, how the brain processes information. That's that's all it is. There's people who think skeptically about things and, and critically about things, and there's people that that don't. But there seems to be a window of, of forming those beliefs. And when is that window? So when does it happen? I would assume yeah. when uh, early development, it happens. So I'm in this framework of religion, so this is my belief, and I'm going to cherish this and hold on to it and... I'm going to deflect every evidence and criticism that comes along. Uh, and they, the people, in addition, don't have the ability to think critically, and they, they're they not skeptical. 
so they will never really grow or mature uh, or, or really get any type of real education. Uh, uh, I don't think they have yeah. the ability to reflect, to do any of that stuff. And, and that's who they are. Um, so uh, it's about uh, brain functioning at its very basic level. And uh, I've come to the conclusion you're not going to be able to argue with these people. There's nothing you're going to say, nothing you can do uh, that will change their minds. Where you and I, we've talked about it. If God comes on the radio and he says, I'm going to lift Mount Everest up and turn it around and jam it back in the ground, and it happens the next day, and scientists go out and they measure it and they say, yes, it really was turned upside down, yeah. then, we'd, then we'd change our fucking minds. Yeah. Uh, but that's what it would take uh, f- for that scenario. And it may seem dramatic. But that's what it would take because everything else that kind of falls short of that, we would question our own mental state and we would question what's going on in our brain. Well, what's... at least we would question ourselves. Right. We wouldn't just that's accept. the key. We question everything. Yeah. Even our own senses, we would question it. Uh, but that's not the case uh, w- with these other uh, types of people or these other types of, of brains and how they process information. And that is what is fascinating to me, John. It's pretty scary, though, the level of stupidity. I don't know if it's stupidity. Uh, how do you, you know, you go back to Steve and do we know if we're getting stupider? Um, I don't know. I think even stupidity is is perspective-based because if... if um, Do stupid people really know they're stupid? <laughs> and do they know they're getting stupider? Getting stupid. Uh, but again, it's all based on perspective. So our perspective based on our beliefs and our framework for our beliefs, uh, which is in the natural sciences, uh, we would look at them and say, well, you know, we uh, would try to educate them and it would be very difficult. But the same thing would be true for them because this guy you debate with, uh, he's thinking he, this, this guy, is John, is so dumb. I'm giving him all the evidence that God exists, but he's stupid. You just can't get through to these people. They're that's so stupid. True. Yeah, that's true. So um, that makes a lot of sense because that's the the feeling I was getting when I was arguing with this one guy. He was like, "It's typical of you atheist leftists," is what he kept calling me. You're so he he was basically telling me I wasn't intelligent. Because I was not accepting the fact that God exists based on all the evidence that he's put forward. And I'm like, but that's not evidence. Which God? Zeus? Apollo? Well, one of the scientists he gave me, I went and just grabbed, I just did a Google search. And within the first search, uh, Wikipedia, the, the, the book that he told me in the blog... I went and looked the guy up, and already there was like a scientist from the NAS saying, this guy doesn't understand thermodynamics. He's fucked it all up. Don't listen to him. He's a moron. So I'm like, well, there's there's a point right there. The guys in the NAS. Now, granted, the NAS is selected. Those guys are selected by other scientists, aren't they? National yeah. Academy of Sciences. So, And they're like 99% atheists, those guys. The cream of the crop. Yeah. And as soon as I put that out there, he says, well, no, there's like 30,000 scientists out there that are registered. I go, yeah, but they're pseudo. 
And and then he came back with like 70% of them believe in God. Uh, well, there's here's where we need to define that again. Well, here's where the argument... Do all 70% agree that it's the same exact fucking God that you're thinking of in your brain? Right. All right, so... Um... I have this clip. It's an audio clip. Kevin <laughs> Sorbo. Do you know him? Heard of him. He's was in Hercules, right? The TV yeah. show? Hercules? Yeah. Hercules? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The long hair, tall yeah. dude. So he's on with this other guy, and he was in a movie. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, it's called God is Not Dead. And he plays a professor, a college-educated professor teaching class who's an atheist. And his students challenge his ideas. And this is what I know. I haven't seen the movie. Um uh, but he's on some show talking about his part and the role he plays, and then he makes some comments about atheists. All right? You ready yeah, for this? Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. And, and so when you listen to this, think about what I said before. He thinks we're the dumb ones um, because he just can't imagine how we could not believe in God. How, how It's absurd. How dare you? And so at the end of this clip, he tells us, uh, or he comes to a conclusion of why he thinks we're pretending not to believe in God and that we're atheists. Yeah. Atheists that are, uh, you know, such a small group of people in our country, but so well organized, and they get on TV all the time on Fox and CNN, and they rant and they rave, and I pretty much base the character off of these guys that I see just, you know, angry, filled with just hatred and anger. And, you know, on one hand, I feel sorry for him, but on the other hand, I kind of laugh at him. I'm going... Why, why would anybody spend so much time ranting and raving about something that they don't believe in? There's a lot of things I don't believe in. I don't get angry about it and form you know, foundations and groups and get on TV and go crazy on it. So I don't understand how these guys get such a big voice. I, mean, I, you know, I go back to all these, you know, these past decades that you mentioned about with this chipping away at religion and how it's you know, brought the country down. We're not the same country we used to be, and we're not looked upon the same way we used to be, and that's sad to me. This is not the country that our, found, you know, our founding fathers created. I think they're turning over in their graves right now as we speak. I mean, these guys get nativity scenes pulled down because they say it offends them. And I'm going, well, wait a minute. It's about every, every poll that I've ever seen is anywhere between 85 and 90% of people in this country believe in something, whether it's God or the higher power, whatever they want to call it. They believe that something created all this, and they're offended that you take these nativity scenes down. So where, where's the majority's voice in this opinion anymore? I agree. And uh, like you said about the, you know, the energy and the resources they spend to, to fight against Christianity, you know, I don't believe in the tooth fairy, but I, I don't. The tooth spend fairy all jump. my time <laughs> trying to stop people from believing in the tooth fairy. Um, you know, these guys are yeah, not trying to if, frame if our laws. God exists. Then what is the big deal? Why, why are they spending so much time and money if, if God doesn't exist? The truth is, Kevin, they know he exists. Oh, of course. They hate him. Of course. That's what that's, it's that's all exactly about. What it so is. We that's hate pretty much what my something we don't is. believe in. And in, in the movie, God's Not Dead. I mean, it. I know these guys must believe in something, otherwise they wouldn't get so angry about it. And they don't like the fact that there's a higher power out there that's judging how they live their lives. All right, so here's here's why they're yeah. what we would consider not very bright about this. It's not, uh, these groups don't get together, and they're not forming to change your beliefs. They can care less about what you believe in. What really irks them 
is when their tax money goes to this nonsense. Right. There's a thing called separation of church and state, and that's a whole other debate, which they probably have unbelievable arguments for. And he did mention the founding fathers and how they're turning over in their grave. But the founding fathers separated church and state, and they did not want any of that crap uh, to dictate where our tax money went. And that's why these atheist organizations come up. And, and from their view, from their perspective, it's this bitching and moaning and complaining, and they want to change our beliefs. That is not it at all. We just don't want money spent, government tax money spent, on, this, on nativity scenes and bullshit like this. You want to do that privately? Great. You want to set up that uh, on your own private land? You want to charge admission? Go for it. Yeah. But when my tax dollars get spent on this nonsense, or when my tax dollars um, are used to teach creationism in schools or whatever other bullshit religious crap is going on, yeah, that's a problem. Other than that, I really don't care what you believe in. I'm fascinated that you have those beliefs, and I want to try to understand why, but I don't give a shit. I don't care. Believe whatever the fuck you want to believe. Just keep it out of my business and my tax dollars. That's it. Exactly. And they, they keep failing to understand this. So, if, it, it, but here's the thing. Like, let's say we got Kevin Sorbo and we sat him down here, and we said that's not the problem. That's not the issue. Here's the issue. Do you think he would understand it? Do you think he would? You think he'd comprehend it? Maybe no. nobody's explained it to him yet. But their conclusion that oh yeah, they obviously they hate God. That's why they do it. That's that's why they get their panties in a bunch. Yeah. And the, and the whole the thing about the tooth fairy. Well, I don't believe in the tooth fairy, but I don't spend my time telling people not to believe in the tooth fairy. Right. That's because we don't have tooth fairy uh, monuments at government buildings and civic centers. That's why. Right. It's no, aggravating. No doubt, Scott. No doubt. Right on, no John. No doubt. It's aggravating. So, you got the two different sides, the two different uh, uh, belief systems. With the finger of God. Uh, created by these different <laughs> frameworks of a brain and how they interpret information yeah. and how they process information. So you're not going to talk them into anything. They're not going to talk us into anything. Unless, you know, God makes a prediction and that shit happens. Yeah. That's what I'm waiting for. Or uh, did you see the movie with... Um, Hold on, let me get... <laughs> Can you get the door, please? Yeah, you see the movie with... Uh, what? <laughs> Seth Rogen. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. The yeah. Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. apocalypse. Yeah, like if that happened, yeah. then I'd be like, crap, John, you were wrong. Hey, man. What was that movie called? I'm back already. Uh, it was called The End Times or uh, the... Yeah. Now, if that happened... Then I would call you up and I'd be like, dude, we were wrong this whole time. Look at this. All these believers are being sucked up into the atmosphere and we're stuck here. And here comes a a giant Satan uh, walking across the earth, destroying things. I'd be like, yeah, wow, were we wrong? What did we do? (laughs) Yeah, but until then, um, how can we hate something we don't believe in? Well, that's just it. I, I that that was my argument all along. They kept saying you 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 hate God, but you really do believe. And I'm like, no, I can't believe in which that does not exist. 
Well, and that's I think that's where the I, can't, I mean I can't hate something that that that's not there. Uh, so it, it, it this is kind of a stretch, but I can uh, hate the idea of it. Maybe uh, I took my son um, and my daughter uh, to see Brian Scary. He's a marine biologist and photographer for National Geographic. Yeah, and he did this his last presentation. He just did a story about dolphins and the intelligence of dolphins and how they communicate and how they're social. And he said the the issue with this is that we try to we try to put dolphins in our own framework, like a human uh, framework. Yeah. And we can't think about it like that. We have to think about it from their perspective, uh, that their lifestyles, what do they do during the day? How do they, they're in the water, they're, you know, their whole life is different from ours. So there are similarities in the way they communicate and we're trying to monitor or trying to gauge or measure how intelligent they are. Yeah. But the question is almost unanswerable because to to really understand that question, you have to swim around like a dolphin for your entire life, and then you'll know what's important right. and what's what would be considered smart. And so I think that's uh, kind of similar to what we're talking about. You and I have this one framework or belief system based on natural science and evolution, and everything I think about. Everything uh, it, during the day when shit happens, I think, boy, what's the evolutionary reason for that? I wonder why that behavior is here. And I think about it from an evolutionary perspective. A uh, Kevin Sorbo thinks doesn't even think, may not even think about that stuff. But if he does, he thinks about it. Boy, I wonder why God made him do that. Or I wonder why God makes me think the way I think. And it's a completely different frame of reference. Completely. I didn't know there were that many syllables. Yeah, there's a lot of syllables in that word. So I think that's where the real struggle is, is to try to find some common ground uh, uh, from from a perspective and communication and and how and and so what we try to do we try to walk in those shoes we try to and John you have experience with this you were brought up in this catholic kind of environment yeah i don't have that yeah. experience but we try to put ourselves in that frame of reference um and it's difficult for us but until we can really do that we we can't understand them and until they can try and do that for us they're not going to be able to understand us so it's like us trying to communicate with fucking no, dolphins. No, but we still have to debate it because yes. we have no choice. Um, otherwise, they win. More nativity scenes go up. Um, you know, it's pretty funny. A nativity scene is up, and then I read a story where these guys, this atheist group, put up a sign saying season's greetings or something. Um, there is no God, there is no Jesus, there is no Santa or so, I don't think they put Santa, but, um, they said, let's just be nice to each other during the holidays and blah, blah, blah. And somebody stole it. And if they didn't steal it, there's spray painting on it. And like, what kind of a fucking dick are you that you got to do that? Just leave it up. Is that, is that very Christian of you? To do shit like that? Well, all I can say is Does their God faith... Does God command that? Their, no. Their faith must be not very strong if no. they think that's going to... But but again, the whole idea of religion is to push education away. Um, right. It, it's this anti-intellect yeah. kind of a concept where 
Uh, you don't need any of that stuff. You just need to know that this is the one well, true God. Check out that William Lane Craig. You'll see that guy's, he's read up, man. He's, I, I don't get it how smart this guy is. And then he really, really goes to town trying to fight this battle. And it would be one thing if he, the battle he was fighting was for a God, just like some deity, but he really goes for the Christian Jesus God of the Bible. I look forward to that. And I mean, there's even evidence that the Bible had been changed so that God could ascend bodily to heaven. Because in the original texts, he doesn't. Wow, that's big news. Yeah. Yeah. Is Phil ready? That's a good segue, Scott. (laughs) Speaking of news, uh, it's good to see you again after your long layoff. That's right, John. No, go ahead, John. I'm a professional. I can time everything and... I can come right in when I need to. <laughs> With your award-winning TPN News, Phil McCracken Whitcomb. Thank you, John. It's first thirty night. All right, we'll have to work on our timing. Uh, typically, mean? I say first story today, I get right into my first oh, story. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought Before we got to kick it off. No, no, we don't have to. I'm typically the one who kicks it off. I'm the newsman Oh, here. that's right. This is my segment from what I understand. Fucking I know demagogue. it's been a long time. Uh, first story tonight, John. Cop sees saw after saw thief scene. <laughs> That's right, John. This is out of Rotterdam. Two men were arrested after allegedly attempting to break into a trailer near Montesan High School and stealing two construction saws. Jerry O'Dell, 33, and Mark Santafonte, 56, were charged with one count of each of third-degree burglary and fourth-degree larceny. <laughs> Officers reviewed a double saw, a chainsaw, which were stolen from their trailer and valued at approximately $1,700. They were arraigned and remained into the... Sack the cat to D County Jail with no bail, John. Next story. <laughs> Over 35% of Americans will not get flu vaccinations this year because they believe it will give them the flu. Just like polio vaccination left them paralyzed. Next story, John. We think your wife might be a whore, so you can check into another hotel. This story is out of Nashville. I'm sorry, Asheville, North Carolina. (laughs) A Waynesville man says he and his wife were turned away from two Asheville motels last week. Strick Strickland, owner of the Strick Fitness in Waynesville, says he and his wife had planned to attend a concert at the Orange Peel, have a few drinks, and spend the night at a motel within walking distance. The couple had made reservations online at Downtown Inn, but Strickland said when he tried to check in, the employee turned them away. He said, oh, you guys are from Waynesville. I can't rent a room to y'all because you're all within 75 miles of the city. And he laughed at him because he thought he was teasing. Strickland says the employee was not kidding. He's saying people throw parties in a room. Strickland said, local people tend to throw more parties because they're more comfortable with the area. And they have no problems with prostitution in the past. (laughs) The couple says they went to Days Inn on Tunnel Road where they were turned out for the same reason. 
The Stricklands officially found a hotel for the evening. I reached out to them, but they did not want to comment. We also contacted the Downtown Inn, but did not hear back from them at the time of this airing. Next story time. Cannabis-infused coffee is now on the market, John. Cannabis-infused coffee. Perfect for anyone who likes to wake and bake. Next story time. Write that. Twas the day before last Thursday when all through the house, the roaches were stirring while naked mom was passed out, drunk on the couch. That's right, John. This is out of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. A woman was arrested on complaints of child neglect after she was found drunk and naked <laughs> in a filthy apartment with her children. Police said they arrived at the apartment in northwest Oklahoma and found Jennifer Tinsley, 32, passed out and lying face first on the couch. Two children ages 7 and 9 were found and were upset and scared when police arrived. The children told police that their mother drinks Kentucky Deluxe every day. They did not remember the last time they had a bath. And we're hungry. According to the police report, the children said Tinsley had hit them with a broom, pulled their hair, and slammed them to the ground. Police found knives, cigarettes, and cockroaches all over the apartment floor, and nothing but bologna. Bologna noodles. Police said the apartment was cool. It was cool. Oh, it was cool temperature-wise and did not find any blankets in the apartment. Next story, John. Next Story. This is a TTN PSA. If you scored lower on than 150 on the LSATs, John, you know what the LSATs are, John? No. Those are the lawyer tests. The L, the lawyer sats. If you scored lower than 150 on the LSAT, you shouldn't be going to law school because you won't pass the bar exam. Then again, if you scored lower than 150 on the LSAT, you probably can't even understand what I'm saying. In related news, John, Boston man arrested for posing as Harvard-educated lawyer, stealing clients' money, making him indistinguishable from any other lawyer. Next story, John. Alberta's nipple exposure laws received some tweaking on Monday. That's right. This is out of Edmonton. The nipple exposure laws... Uh, in response, I'm sorry. <clears throat> in response to concerns from the province burlesque community, the Alberta Liquor and Gaming Commission announced Monday that the new entertainment policy governing bars, lounges, and nightclubs has been changed. The exposure of female breasts is no longer considered nude. Reads a statement. Burlesque performers can perform in any licensed premise, subject to the musical. I'm sorry, the municipal bylaws are mules that may be in effect, and as long as their performers don't meet the definition of nude. While burlesque dancers were previously mandated to wear bras, the nude entertainment policy now defines nude as the exposure of genitalia, male or female, whether the person is fully or partially unclothed. Next story, John. A University of Montreal had to cancel a study comparing perceptions of women between men who watch porn and men who have never watched porn. Do you know why, John? No. Because they couldn't find any of the latter. They couldn't find any men who never watched porn. never watch porn. John, our last story tonight. Last story. It's a TTN quiz news story. That's right, John. How much is a 42-year-old man's testicle worth? I, 
Uh, 30,000. It's very close, John. A Connecticut man who sued a hospital after losing his testicle following vasectomy surgery has been awarded $386,000 by a judge. According to court reports, the Hartford Coordinate, a 42-year-old man underwent the procedure at the Yukon Medical Health Center in 2013. His lawyer says that after three days of intense pain, the man went to another hospital where it was determined the testicle had not been getting enough blood and was necrotic. Necrotic. <laughs> doctor surgically removed it. The judge determined that the original doctor had injured the testicle artery during surgery. The judgment says that the man still suffers from psychological trauma and has required extensive therapy. That's right, John. And that's the news. <laughs> I am <have laughs> Phil. Were you waiting for applause or something? What the fuck? Well, we certainly have to get our timing back. Why? What's the matter? This will not be one of the award-winning shows I will well, submit well, with the to other uh, uh, establishments <laughs> to try to get a job. Jesus a legitimate Christ. job. I don't know what the, I don't know if the I've problem. Ever worked under such unprofessional <laughs> Maybe next week. Good day. Wow, Phil seemed pretty upset. Yeah, said maybe next week. What was he? What was he complaining about? I don't know. The timing. 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 What's wrong with the timing? Is time? very important. Well, it's been a it's been a while. You know, yeah. there, there's certain sound effects that is the producer was of the there shore, some sound of shore shore <laughs> show that you're uh, you're sure. See how I got that? Yeah. You're you're responsible for and and maybe he just wasn't. Uh, ah, did you guys rehearse at all? Do you have you seen him at all? This is the first time no, I've seen him. No, no doubt. No, no doubt. No. No, you don't hang out with Phil no. when I wasn't here for no. ten months. You didn't hang out with no. him at all. Really. No. Wow. If you weren't here for 10 months, I'd think I'd hang out with He Phil. was hanging out, like, outside. <laughs> I would try to figure out. I wouldn't let him in. What his lifestyle is like. Know how, you know how to handle him. I don't know how to handle him. <laughs> and he was pacing and smoking. You should have seen the pile of cigarette butts outside. Ugh. 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 Brutal. Quit that hand. Totally. All right, John, you know what that means. Yeah. That's right. Episode 302 comes to a close. Yeah. Some of the things we didn't get to. Pat Robertson. Right. Uh, we got to catch up with him. And uh, Steve Harvey has some interesting yeah. things to say about atheists as well. And science news. Uh, 2015 saw a lot of new science stories, but we need to reflect 100 years ago in 2015. Well, we're just getting our feet wet coming General back to the show. General Relativity, yeah. John. So yeah. I will uh, I will give a three-minute overview of, the, of that next show and the importance and the implications of General Relativity and how fucking awesome Einstein was. That's out of sight. A hundred years ago. Right on. What else, John? What else? What uh, else? So, hey, wait a minute. I'm seeing Star Wars on Saturday. Yeah. And so we'll you probably can give you a review. We'll record Sunday. on Monday or Sunday. Sunday. Sunday you're seeing the movie. Sunday. So we'll do our, uh, our Christmas show Sunday yeah. or Monday. One of those Monday. days. We'll pick it up. Yeah. And the other, the other thing I got to get to you is the uh, dates that I'm available for a right. gig, a job. Yeah. Get it together, right dude. Oh, yeah. And uh, did we already mention that George Biggs? Yeah. Biggs. He came out for yeah. the one gig and then the other gig. Oh, yeah. And a shout out to Mark Chiarello. Shout out to Mark Chiarello. Right from, on. Uh, DC. Yeah. Great guy. Love that guy. No doubt, John. We met right. him. Yeah. Yeah. In Chicago. Hope to see him in San Diego for the ComCon. Are we going? Yeah, let's do it. When? When is it? Next year. 
July. July of yeah. next year? Yeah. Oh, see, that's the thing. Uh, when I was uh, talking to Zach, I yeah. kind of informally agreed to a half Ironman in July. Ah. And well. Racine. Excellent. Well, so, well, yeah. Then you'll be by yourself here with Zach. <laughs> well, I wouldn't be by myself then, because Zach would be yeah. here. And that reminds me, we have to get Zach back on the show. All right, He's we one of my favorite go, guests. Zach, All right, we'll get him back. Uh, we'll continue sometime. this next so, week. A lot to look forward yeah. to. A lot to uh, to make up for. Yeah. Uh, TTN, John and Scott. Yeah. Uh, Say goodnight, Scott. Uh, goodnight, Scott. All right. Listening to John and Scott. Total Talk Nonsense.